This episode of Video Game Apocalypse is brought to you by Casper Premium Mattresses. And you listeners can get $50 towards any new mattress by going to caspertrial.com slash lasertime. And welcome to episode 307 of Vidge Game Apocalypse. I am your very patriotic host, Michael Raparez, coming to you live from the Tyler Wilde Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. Who else is here with me? Disgraced proud parent of a, of a college student, Chris Antista. See? It wasn't a political reference for the first week ever. <laughs> wow! And it would actually be appropriate for this week's show. Mm. And a proud USC alumnus, Matthew Allen. (laughs) Seriously? Yes. Oh, wow. (laughs) We were caught up in that scandal. And joining us for the first time ever, special guest... My parents paid for my college tuition, Lucas Sullivan. (laughs) Ah, Thank you for joining us. Lucas Sullivan. That's all I've got. I, I, I am not... Up to up to date on these. It's a William H Macy thing. It's hmm. a. It's He's a, not even named. He's just named as like spouse number one. It's so it's so strange to see like. It's this is not the way I wanted the world to re- be reintroduced to the most beautiful woman in the world, Lori Laughlin. <laughs> I know, but we're, I know she can do no wrong in my eyes. Back to the beach, forever sealed the deal. She's amazing. If you don't know what we're talking about, you're probably listening to this uh, at least one week in the future when the news cycle is completely turned over. Yes, <laughs> when everybody involved in that scandal has been assassinated. I just remember waking up and going to Twitter and being like, "Why is Aunt Becky Full House and FBI trending all at the same time?" <laughs> Oh, no. Mm. We've got a fun show. We've got a bunch of stuff coming out this week and, and last week that we still haven't talked about. The Divige! The yes. Divige! <laughs> Two! It's happening! It's happening. Wow. It's uh, it's giving you an open world Washington, D.C. to roam around in as you try to restore order. And it inspired this week's topic, which oh. was going to be games set in D.C. And then we realized it would mean having to talk about a couple of games that we have no idea how to talk about. So now it's just fights for the White House because we're lazy. Uh, And that's fun and a universally recognized thing. Everybody sees the White House and is stirred with a patriotic fervor that says, I would fight right now anything, an army of bears with a machete to defend this building. I'm, I, I'm sure you I all feel do, the same way. I would risk getting shot by Secret Service to install a water slide. That building is boring. <laughs> <laughs> and I really think we need a Disney movie where some kid wins the lottery and becomes president somehow and just really fucks that whole place up. It's a Richie Rich 2 situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like exactly like Richie Rich. I actually, you know, current president's probably yeah. pretty ideal for that. Yeah, I put a McDonald's <laughs> in the kitchen. I, yes, I have my own McDonald's. Age him up about 60 years. There you go. Yeah. Take away most of his money. Forward all my calls to the ball pit. <laughs> that classic Richie Ridge haircut would make a pretty good comb over later in mm-hmm. life. Just, you know. I, I mean, I'd say he has the classic haircut now. It's true. He's... I don't want to talk about Macaulay Culkin right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that guy has a story to tell, and I'm waiting for him to tell it. Too close to home. <laughs> well, we're, uh, oh, next week's man. Laser Time. Uh, uh, don't watch <laughs> Leaving Neverland. Uh, that's that's what's there. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah, don't watch. Oh no! Yeah, I know. I know. Lay low, oh, Macaulay. Man. 
So, <laughs> so yeah, like I said, big week. Uh, we've got The Division 2. We've got Devil May Cry 5. We've got Baba Is You, which is a game I think only I am super excited for. <laughs> How's everybody doing this week? All right. I'm playing a ton of these stupid games, actually, so I'm, I'm up to date. Awesome. It's still I light outside. Date, I'm man. loving it. we got the daylight savings. We're saving on daylight. Mm-hmm. This is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, where I'm we are. I'm all about that. That yeah. sunshine, that extra hour. Lucas, I feel like we haven't properly introduced you. It's you're, true. You're from GamesRadar.com, oh. our alma mater. Yes. Uh, that we the... didn't have to bribe anyone to get into. <laughs> Not to be confused with GamesRadarPlusSign.com. It is GamesRadarPlusSign.com. Oh, but it is. Oh, yes. but it is. Yeah, the plus has, uh, it's stayed there. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> some... The plus Some stands for extra. It's yeah. extra games radar. It stands for movies and television, if I remember right. It does. Right. Yeah. It does. And at one point, I believe like toys and board games were in the mix, but that did not. Uh, that did not take. Oh, what a hmm. shame! <laughs> yes. Jesus. But yeah, it's, it sounds like less like becoming an entertainment site and more like becoming Facebook. <laughs> Zucker, Zuckerberg inspired us all. Yeah. Hmm. I need to get that guy to invest. <laughs> Nothing bad ever follows him. He's right. Yeah, he's right on the road. Well, you can always yeah. admit when he's wrong. Is Facebook back up for you guys? By the way, no. It's been in no. all day. Oh man. We oh, I thought it was just me. It's been. Know. It's been a joy. But, uh, I'll be honest. It feels amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt freed of some some shackles. Uh, I kind of wish Twitter would do the same. <laughs> other there than would be a public service at this point. Other than gathering comments. So if I didn't pick your comment in the community segment this week, it's just because of the outage. Surely mm-hmm. it, that's mm-hmm. the only reason <laughs> yep, I didn't choose yep, your comment. Yep, yep, yep. Just tell yourself that. <laughs> it's a comfort. All right. Well, we will dive right into the top five. Five exciting battles for the White House right after this. On this week's Laser Time, we are talking all about plague movies. So, you know, if you're suffering from a disease, a biological terror attack, or even zombieism, you're going to want a really nice mattress to rest on. Yes, it's true. Joking, but most of you will spend more time on your mattress than you will on your couch or in your car. Why not get something comfy for yourself? That's where Casper comes in. And you listeners can save $50 on any new mattress by going to caspertrial.com slash laser time. Casper offers an outrageously comfy... Casper offers an outrageously comfy mattress that combines high-density memory and premium latex foam to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced throughout the night. Even better, Casper mattresses are almost a quarter of what mattresses will cost you in those big box stores, and they'll ship it to you for nothing. Having reservations? All good. Casper offers a 100-night risk-free trial. Sleep on it for 100 nights. Don't like it? Casper will send a courier to pick it up dispose of it and give you a complete refund as if it never even happened hey maybe it's time to make an adult decision and get a new mattress and casper's got everything you need from twin to california king any size you need and laser time listeners once again can save 50 dollars towards any new casper mattress at caspertrial.com slash laser time thank you casper this week on laser time the internet's seventh leading pop culture podcast the gang is tackling a brand new topic but uh, plague movies. Yeah. Or I think it's my favorite sub-genre. Yeah. Like a micro-genre of like, they are a few and far between. And that bears out in my research because the ones that I found are mm-hmm. ones that we love and we watch over and over again. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode too because I want to open it up to the community. Tell me your favorite plague. Yeah. Because, you know, I 
taken epidemiology classes. It's definitely like a a personal interest of mine and the CDC and how it all works. And Mm so one of them is like on my top five favorite movies list. But I think the one that we watched the most that probably most people have seen is Outbreak. I know that some of us have doubts about what we're about to do. We'd be less than human if we didn't. But the fate of the nation, perhaps the world is in our hands. We cannot, we dare not refuse this burden. I'm confident that each of you will do his duty. God forgive us. <laughs> Obviously, we all heard Morgan Freeman. Right, yes, yes, we <laughs> gonna, did. We're going to win the fight against this virus, Mr. Wayne. Also, <laughs> Cuba you got Getting diseases, Junior. don't you, monkey? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Watching 302010. Oh, Thank God you watched uh, Lean on Me recently. Yes. Oh, I swear you wouldn't get that There's joke, two, and you got it better than I did. Two people in the room who got that joke, and nobody else <laughs> That's Laser Time. New every Monday on LazerTimePodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back to talk about what? Uh, White House levels in games, or fights for the White House. Sure, yes, yes. Welcome to the White House. Everybody loves that stately portico. Those those twisting staircases lead up to the classical plantation-style facade. Why are you talking this way? I don't know. It really is the perfect building to stare directly into an eclipse. God, our president's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's begin with... Number five. How curious. I was tracking Armquist in hopes of discovering his secret face. But instead, he came here to a civilian facility known as the White House to meet with his leader, the President. Uh, any guesses on this one? No. It's Invader Zim, but what the fuck? It is Invader Zim, who also played an alien named Orthopox oh. in Destroy, Destroy All Humans. Humans. Oh. Yes. Very good. Okay. Very good. And, uh, and this now, a, now a major motion picture or something like that? Is it but, really? No. Uh, it's it's option to be a TV show or a, a movie, I believe. Oh, yeah. weird. But yes, this was the story of a... Jack Nicholson voiced alien who came to Earth in the 50s to conquer and destroy. And I don't know how they got away with this in the mid-2000s. I I doubt you could get away with it now. But spoilers, it culminates with you infiltrating Washington, D.C., assassinating the president, and fighting this thing. What's that? That, my gender-deprived friend, is Plan B. The end of your insidious invasion. A champion even you can't defeat. The greatest political mind of the 20th century. The greatest weapon ever built by man. Behold! The Robo-Prez! So yes, they put the president's brain in a giant robot. My God. Yeah, and gender-deprived the Furons, uh, Crypto's race, are uh, genderless, and they reproduce through cloning, which is why you can keep coming back over and over again when you get killed. Makes sense. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's clever. But, yeah, this is number five on the list because you don't actually go in the White House. You just fight kind of on the lawn of the White House. It's a big lawn. Yeah, it's a big lawn. Well, it's it's (laughs) the Capitol Mall between, uh, yeah, you got the White House, the Capitol Building, and you are flying around in a saucer, blasting away at this gigantic robotic president who mm. uh, does not win. I'll just spoil that right now. Oh, how cute. The robo-prez is all cute. And he 
But so we took him. Follow him to the White House and crush him like a tin can in a trash compactor. <laughs> you know what happened with this series? Because this was like flash in the pan. Like uh, it I, got really bad. Is what happened. Well, there to was it. like, but there was like four games back to back, like within yeah. the span of like three years. I want to say this was like oh six oh seven, and then the last game was like oh nine, and then they were gone. Like they were just yeah. Well, it came out. I think uh, I, I can't remember if it was like at the same time or just kind of close to each other. There was like a Wii game. It was like Big Willie Unleashed. Yeah, and then, then the, the last one, one was Path of the Furon. Yeah, which for three sixty. Was like December '08, mm-hmm. so it's even even closer window. Yeah. They just. But I I really liked the conceit of these games, and that like the first one was like '50s sci-fi, and then the second one was like, all right, let's say you didn't just annihilate humanity after taking over as president of the U.S. and it's the '60s now, and uh, crypto's discovering love in the summer of love, and there's hippies in San Francisco, and uh, and then. Path of the Furon, I think, was set in the seventies, so there was like a lot of kung fu and disco influence, yeah. and yeah, yeah. When you say crypto in San Francisco, I mean how far we've come. That means a completely different. It really thing does, now. but yeah, Cryptosporidium. Yeah. He's named for the the bacteria, not the uh, not, not, not the, the currency, not the Ponzi scheme yeah, currency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The fucking libertarian currency that will save us mm-hmm. all, quote unquote. Okay. Yeah. But I, I really liked this game when it came out. And funny bit of trivia that I like to bring up about it is that... So do you guys remember, like, way, way back in the early 2000s, the uh, early to mid-2000s, the Dancing Around the World guy? Yes. Yeah. 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 So he... Not w- at all. <laughs> Brought to you by Stride Gum. Yeah. He was one of the developers of this. And apparently he suggested it as a joke because he was fed up with, like, all the violent games that Pandemic had been making and said, like, why don't we just make one where you kill everyone? And they're like, yes, great idea. Let's make that. And and destroy all humans came to be. Oh, man. I feel like this game has some shared roots with EDF. You know, it's just the the level of destruction and mayhem is sort of on par. A little bit. I mean, you know, it's definitely lower density in that, like, you're you're dealing with humans, a lot of them civilians, soldiers, things like that. You also have an anal probe that you can shoot at people and make their heads explode, (laughs) as you do. (laughs) Uh, Did that game have, like, a horny streak and... I think crass it, humor, it, or is it, that my imagination? Well, it, uh, I think it got it's a horny... Big Willy Unleash, so I see. Yeah. 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 yeah, but that's yeah. like a Ratchet and Clank thing, too. Right? Kind of, yeah, and it refers to like a Bob's uh, Big Boy-type mascot named Big Willy. But, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and it's not M-rated, so it's odd that you kill the president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you do kill the president. Again, spoilers. Man, I love the smell of presidential brains in the morning. And, uh, yeah, Crypto, again, spoilers, takes the president's place, but not before getting a talking to from the head of Majestic, the mysterious Men in Black agency. You think you've won? You think America is the only human civilization on Earth? That's what all the Americans seem to think. At least ones I scanned. Huh. <laughs> Suck it, America. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm hearing Jack Nicholson and cheesy aliens and getting Mars attacks that's, vibes. That's, yes. This game series it, always it really gave me those vibes. Yeah, even it was, it was 10 it years was, later. It was always clearly patterned on Mars attacks. Yeah. 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 Which is which is almost great. God damn, mm. that movie's almost great. I really wish they'd just gone the extra mile and had this be a Mars attacks game where you play as the invaders. That could have been I cool. would want to play as Tom Jones. In that. Oh, everyone wants to play as Tom Jones. <laughs> I'd like to play as the second uh, Jack Nicholson character, the 
the like ivory dealer Texan. Ah, yeah. Saw you in that fight, Quaker in Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I remember that line. It's a fun movie. <laughs> Jesus. Anyone have any fond memories of this game at all? No, it's this whole series is well, sort of forgettable. Feel, it's just gone. I mean, the it's first soon. one was good. It's on PS4. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's the thing. It always got like sevens, and that means you know people my age with a limited budget. Like, eh, there's other open world games out there, but like, mm. it was uh, appropriate for kids. It got decent scores, and I I remember it circulating pretty well like you know it was bought a lot when you go to like a GameStop now and there's like 7,000 used copies so it was a, a pretty huge hit <laughs> yeah and I have a feeling it was probably its success in future was probably bungled a bit by THQ uh, yeah. in their waning decade mm-hmm. which means uh, THQ Nordic will probably bring this back because that's sort of been their playbook <laughs> is like all the old THQ yes, stuff sir. going away uh, they'll, they'll bring it back brand identity mm, maybe yeah. well they remastered yeah. 1 and 2 for PS4 and X-Bone so it can only get better know. from those sequels. <laughs> I can see if you were if you if I was a kid, I would have loved this fucking game. It would have been my favorite. I don't know. Are you sure it wasn't M rated because it had anal probes? They were called the, anal probes. The first probes. one is T. I, I can't speak for the the other two. Yeah, you might series. be right. Yeah, I remember exploding heads, but like somehow they weren't that that nasty. There wasn't like blood spraying all over the place. Which looks campy and ridiculous now, frankly. PS like super bloody PS2 games just look silly now. Two's T as well. I'm looking at the cover art for two. It's T. Wow, that's and, and that's then, the one that got horny. Where it's like, uh, crypto grew a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Top notch. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Top and then notch. yeah, Big Willie Unleashed is even T. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess that tells you about their target audience. And here I am, a 40 year old man waxing nostalgic about it. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to. Number four. Hello, Mr. Ford. It's time to go to work. Who is this? I am Mr. Adams. I'm part of a clandestine organization known as the Trust. We have safeguarded this country for over 200 years, and we need your help. I've asked the president for the use of your services to tackle a special assignment. Chris, do you know what this is? I, I just looked at my phone. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a game you played way back Wait, in the it, day. Uh, maybe maybe this hint will uh, jog your memory. Adams has triggered a self-destruct and shut down the conduits. How do we get out of here? Oh, hmm. God damn it! We need to get power to the conduits. <laughs> Why am I associated with this game? We were all hoping this was going to save the week. Yeah, I know, but you and Brett were the ones that were talking about it. This is the conduit. And Shane, uh, mm. Shane, who's who's who the movie you worked on, Boy Band Con, uh, just did pretty well at South by Southwest. Oh, really? Boy Band Con, yeah, a movie about the Lou Pearlman, the guy who created Instinct and the Backstreet Boys. Oh, I saw that guy at a <laughs> restaurant one time. I was like eating, and I look over, and, and uh, my now wife, I think, was like, oh, "That's the manager guy from the Backstreet Boys." Oh, I was wow. like, "Really?" So is Boy Band Con a convention for boy bands or a, a con artist? Boy the boy band grift is what they should have called ah, this. Okay. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, if you've seen Lou Pearlman, I'm pretty shocked you caught him eating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this was, yeah, this was an interesting one, one of several shooters that tried to establish, you know, serious gaming credentials on Wii by leveraging the motion controls in really interesting ways. It was inspired by Metroid Prime 3. If you'll remember, like, one of the, the neat things about it was it gave you this, like, orb that could sense hidden things, and you, like, shined it around like a flashlight on screen. The ASC was designed as a universal cipher. 
aim at the computer and charge the ASC device to hack their system. Yeah, the ASC, the all-seeing eye. Uh, That's right. Man, mm-hmm. this is really coming back to me now. Is yeah. it a high-voltage game? High-voltage, yes. It is. And, mm-hmm. and they made a sequel where, for some reason, they replaced the main character with the guy who plays Duke Nukem. And I think <laughs> replaced pretty much every voice actor and then had that bizarre cliffhanger ending where, like, Abraham Lincoln and George Washington come out of a time portal in Space Marine armor and say, we're here to help. Um, but, yeah. That you, sounds pretty oh. great. Yeah. Uh, but the conduit is set entirely in D.C. Well, mostly in D.C., I think. Um you're playing as a Secret Service agent who gets scouted by this mysterious guy, John Adams, who's like, oh, he, I, my organization needs your help. And spoilers, he's bad. He turns on you, tries to get you killed at one point to make you a patsy for his schemes. And you escape, and the the terrorist that you've been hunting is named Prometheus, and he's actually an alien intelligence voiced by Kevin Sorbo. And uh, <laughs> wait, Kevin Sorbo and in intelligence—that that is know, a right? contradiction of terms. Come on, I, he he does an okay job uh, with with the dialogue, I guess. The president is in danger. We have to warn him. He won't listen, Michael. Adams has convinced them that you've been turned into a puppet. We'll just have to save him ourselves. No, you're not listening. He's not going to listen to you if you try to go and save him. Uh, but you, you get a, a special piece of sci-fi alien armor, and you go and uh, storm the White House, which has been overrun by these alien creatures called the Drudge. And uh, you get to... <laughs> <laughs> you, read, you read about them on their report. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but the important thing is there's a lot of this. The presidential bunker has been penetrated. The Secret Service are moving the president to Marine One to fly him out of here. The West Wing is clear. You shot him up real good. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Such weird enunciation. The O's are kind of... Really, really hit hard. Well, he's he's an alien. You see. <laughs> but remember, this this game had like um, a billion pre-orders. It broke some record for like the Wii because at, at this point, hardcore gaming had given up on the Wii. Yeah. And I know I mentioned Mad World was the Great White Hope, but it was sort of this too. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. And and it, it was one of those things. that's like we all know this probably isn't going to be great, but it has so much promise. And then it's just that, that that Metroid Prime Three controls pretty well with the remote nunchuck, and like almost nothing else ever made for the system did. And so does this, right? Yeah. But it, it's also very dark and uh, not HD. Yes. And we were in a <laughs> glorious Call of Duty world. Yeah, it really does just look like oh, it's a PS2 game with motion controls. Great. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that I don't know. It's a bummer. I'd be I'd be curious. Like, what would this even look like? What would, would we even care about this without the motion controls? And I don't think they ported it anywhere, so it's it's difficult no, to didn't. say. It, like I said, though, it did get a sequel, which was... Yeah, it did. If, if you compare them, they, they are completely different tonally. Like, Conduit 2 is like a dumb comic book game that kind of sheds a lot of the character and, and just injects a lot of humor and more shooting. And I think it had, like, online multiplayer, which was a very rare thing on Wii. Like, it came with a headset so you could talk to people, even. Whoa. I might be wrong about that, but uh, it sounds familiar. It rings true in my head. Um, well, it, it, yeah, it had, it had, like, I think a dozen multiplayer modes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Which was not a thing that we really did very well. So they, or at they all. continue to just read the target audience perfectly. First, you start with kind of a hardcore game on the Wii, and then you go, you know what? We're going to double down hardcore online shooter game on the Wii. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Firing on all cylinders. I mean, they tried. I can't. I can't fault them for trying. I can't. Even even if their game establishes that if you try, uh, the president will just uh, give your enemy credit because you're disguised as one of your enemy's soldiers. We're all right, Adams. We thought we were lost until one of your men, you know, in his trust armor, took out that strike force single-handedly. Okay, I'm convinced your organization has the skills and technology to handle this crisis. I'll sign over all necessary powers until this is resolved. Damn it, we need to start hitting back. We will, Michael, but right now we've got bigger problems. In case you haven't noticed, the invasion of Washington has begun. Oh, I hadn't noticed. There's too many aliens in my way. God damn it. I just can't get over Sorbo like calling him Michael. It's like a poor mm-hmm. man's kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's such a Was that the sound of someone jumping while that yes. while that dialogue? Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I, I think that was the, the long play player just jumping while his character was talking <laughs> <laughs> mid sentence. I thought Chris was As having a sneezing fit or something. <laughs> no, no. Good ear Lucas, by the way. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, big big level set in the White House. You can't play a game as a Secret Service agent without storming the White House at least once for whatever reason. But speaking of storming the fuck out of the White House... Number three. By the end of the first quarter of the 21st century, oh, yeah. freedom was dead in America. I can tell you know what this is, Chris. I- I'm pissed off you didn't use my version with the HBO uh, music. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Still on our YouTube channel. Yeah, I have to look uh, that up. Yeah. Uh, Mighty Wolf. No, not Mighty Wolf. Jesus, why am I getting... Metal, Metal Wolf, Wolf Chaos. Chaos. Yes. The game everyone loves and nobody's played. Is this coming out or it not? It is coming out. I think it's still for 2019 and Nebulous 2019. Yeah. <laughs> you better you hurry up, Devolver. Day. We've only got like nine months left in this year. <laughs> uh, but it was announced almost a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... How long does it take? This game is actually fantastic. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's from fun. software, the, yeah. the Armored Core and Dark Souls people. That's right. Yeah, and, and it's, 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 it, I don't know that it's self Either it's super self-aware in, a way, in ways that you know, a lot of Japanese usually aren't. Mm-hmm. Japanese games usually aren't. Or this, it's one of the most subtle and ruthless <laughs> condemnations of America I've ever seen. Because it, it's 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 wonderful. You play the president who must kill the vice president. Yeah, who the, the vice president, yeah. a weird goateed guy who takes over, at stages a coup d'état. Richard! <laughs> <laughs> or coup as I think the, uh, oh, really? the your, your helper says. I'm not sure, but uh, and you do, you do it with a mech, and every level is batshit insane, and you slaughter our our. <laughs> Our nation's army, oh, yes. like with a lot of blood, with a, a, a uh, big mech with uh, presidential seals on, like the the weapon canisters that are, are on its shoulders. But uh, yeah, lots of lots of wonderful, wonderful dialogue in Metal Wolf Chaos. Get out my special op suit, Jody. It looks like a fancy party is about to start. This kind of party is a first for me, Mr. President. Welcome to the White House. 
That's the President of the United States, Michael Wilson, talking. Welcome to the biggest inauguration party ever. (laughs) I've had more people there ever. He he is he is he is jumping out and doing a somersault out of an exploding. Yes, it's it's great. But so there are, I think, two stages set in Washington D.C. at the White House specifically. Uh, One, the first one, obviously, you're being chased by the coup forces, so you have to escape the White House and make it to Air Force One, which is in a secret underground airport bunker underneath the reflecting pool that then just opens up and, and you fly to to San Francisco. Dude, I it think. makes it makes no it's such an awesome scene yeah. and like the second the plane gets out like the wingspan is clearly twice the size of the yep. reflecting pool. <laughs> and I think it, it no, clips no, no, no like question. the Lincoln Memorial as it goes up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Like, it hits the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, it tears the roof off. Because that's the thing. It's like it, it's. I think it's either making fun of our patriotism or like being ruthless to America. Because you only go. The president only visits the best cities in the in the country and tears them mm-hmm. up. Have you have has, have you guys all been to D.C. to the Capitol? No, not recently. No, so I have. Chris, so Chris, you've been. Yeah. It is unique in the world. Like very few countries have capital cities that are just that much of. It's just. Everything is in tribute of everything else, and there's so many monuments. It's 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 surreal. It's like this really strange city. That's true. Like, mm-hmm. it, it is this. It's a city museum, basically, and it's full of museums as well. But like, it's yeah, it's just unique in the world. So you could see how other people would look at that and be like, "That's a little odd," you know? Yeah, get over yourself. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Washington Monument is just a giant dick, right? Oh, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> that apparently took uh, had to be. Finished over several attempts. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you can see the different during different the Civil War. I think. Yeah. yeah, kept softening. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, George Washington had a really pointy dick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it was made of wood. I, I think on the one hand, it's making fun of American super patriotism, like at a time when it was at an all-time high. But it's also, I think, just we don't really speak English, so uh, let's just write these lines and have uh, hire random Westerners to deliver them as uh, loudly as possible. And so we get this lo- wonderfully cheesy dialogue with people who are obviously not the greatest actors uh, just yelling out their lines and saying the dumbest shit imaginable. What's this? Were we lured out? Who did that to the White House? They shouldn't call it the White House. They should call it the Fight House. <laughs> Don't get distracted, Jonah. Time to redecorate. Fast and to the point. Don't get distracted, Jody. That's an amazing pun. We'll talk about it later. I'm going to use that. I'm, I'm going to tweet about that later. But for now, uh-huh. it's all about the fighting. Which, by the way, in this game, it's really fucking fun. Like, yeah. the, the actual combat yeah. is really cool. Like, you can basically, you can map any gun from your arsenal to either of your shoulders pretty much at, at any time, in real time in the game, which makes for some really cool combos. Uh, and, it, you know, certain guns work better against certain enemies. And so kind of the system they've used to swap that out it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a really fun game, which most people don't know because I guess we should recount the story of this game. Well, I mean, it was never released in the U.S. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was it was Japan exclusive, mm-hmm. and and it was it was I think part of a drive on Microsoft's part to try and attract more Japanese publishers to the Xbox. Yes. 
And mm. so, yeah, From Software made this thing for the American console. And uh, it's, yeah, this ridiculous thing. And then I think they were... And there is, there is, there is a lengthy demo of it hidden mm-hmm. on a, uh, a demo disc in official Xbox magazine. Right. <laughs> so it was, it was planned for release in the U.S., but it just... Yeah, it's, it's pre-localized. Yeah, it's all done. Yeah, it's, it's like Resident Evil or something where it's like, oh, the, all the dialogue's already in English. We barely have to translate anything, just the menus. But, but of the caliber of when a Japanese voice director uh, turns turns to his office and says, get me the best English voice yeah. actors in the building. I think you mean when he turns <laughs> to his office and says, The White House spring cleaning is coming along nicely. <laughs> it's, it's so bad, and she's especially oh, bad. Oh, she's the worst. Uh, but Now, question. Yes. It, are, how many of these have interior White House levels? Uh, mm. well, let's see. The conduit is interior, and uh, the next two that we're going to be talking about are interior. This is exterior. Okay, I know what one of them's going to be. <laughs> Probably do. So, like I said, the first level is you escaping DC. Then, much later in the game, you return to DC, and the White House has been covered in armored plating with like a bunch of cannons and uh, gun emplacements installed. So you you have to somehow get uh, you you need to blast the armor off without damaging the White House itself too much. If you do, you will get a game over and uh, Jody will cry that about how she won't forgive you for ruining this uh, national treasure. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's you're fighting the White House itself. It is the boss. It, it doesn't get up and attack you, but it may as well. <laughs> and I, I always had a poor copy of it, so I've never been able to finish this mm. game. But I cannot wait for it to come out sometime in 2019. Oh. Uh, wait, I, I don't get it. The building comes mm-hmm. to life. It's a, it, what's fun about that? It's a building. It's it's covered in robot parts. But what? It's a it's a it's a building that shoots you. Quoting big man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it at first. No, all right, all right. So here's the, we were talking about the release though, and why it didn't come to kind of U.S. shores, but mm-hmm. like. So from I guess has since said, oh yeah, it was because of the aftermath of nine eleven. But nine eleven was like three years before this, this thing was, was like, scheduled. Yeah, two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand four. Yeah, so it's. I like, mean, the Xbox happened after nine eleven did. So I don't. Yeah, maybe they were too worried about it. Maybe uh, they didn't think the expense was worthwhile. Maybe Microsoft yeah. wasn't supporting them in the right ways to bring it to the U.S. Well, yeah, because Microsoft was sort of pivoting to three sixty, mm-hmm. and so you know they would have. I think they were the publisher of record of this thing, so yeah, to put yeah. something else out on the Xbox, maybe they because we all know like when they when Microsoft transitioned from the Xbox to the 360, mm. they just like immediately dropped support yeah, for the, the Xbox. The, the like, plug was pulled like just yanked out of the wall instant, so hard. Yeah. I think there was like one Madden game, and that was it. Yeah, it was just it was dead. Just done. It was. <laughs> Yeah, which is that's what's so weird to see them now. They they just keep touting like all this backwards compatibility and stuff. I'm like, man, yeah. you have changed your tune. I, I remember that. That was such a weird moment to be a games journalist and realize, like, man, they just fucking dropped this thing and no one seems to care. <laughs> it's just gone. <laughs> to this day, you can still hear the echoes of the ghosts of the Xbox on its original dashboard. Those weird voices that would talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. I mean, maybe that's preferable to a, a slow death for a console where you just hold out hope for nothing. Nothing ever comes of it. Vita's coming back, Lucas, okay? <laughs> I'm glad you said it and not me. <laughs> I mean, they stopped production. Come on. Yeah. 
Or Wii U. There is a there is a game scheduled for 2020 I saw recently. Oh, God, why? But of course it is a visual novel of style. Uh, <laughs> who's to say? <laughs> Not a fan, huh, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta know you gotta know the Vita audience. Mm. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think you can talk about uh, attacks on the White House without this next entry. Number two. We lost 20 points. We can get them back. They're at 20 points. I'll admit that's a little lower than anticipated. So you agree you have a problem? Nope, you do. You're the communications director. Fix this. Can you give me 100% employment? No. Will you get married? Fuck no. Then I'm in trouble. Can you hear this naysayer assassinated? Not when you say it publicly. I'm more fun as a gang leader. We have a country to run. Fun isn't part of the equation. Who's a septic truck when you need one? Where indeed. Saints Row 4. I've never... Never heard this not be Nolan North. Yeah, it was, that's sort of I was kind of wondering. Yeah, Troy Baker seems to be the default on YouTube uh, a lot of the time. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I just I'm more pointing out that I knew this was going to happen because I played this part mm-hmm. several times because I've started Saints Row Four I think five times. I mean, this might Saints. be the best part of the game, honestly. And the game is a lot of fun. It's pretty fun. But oh, doesn't the game really start though with the rocket where you ride the rocket? It's yes. that one brief mission, and mm-hmm. then it kicks to the White House level mm-hmm. after that? because yeah. you you uh, beat the terrorists. And ride a missile straight into the Oval Office. Playing the song from Armageddon. Yes, uh, the the Aerosmith song. Yes. Don't make me sing it. Yeah. Which, as we established in an episode of Laser Time, of songs you didn't know were covers, is a cover song. Mm, really? Is it real? Not, not an Aerosmith is song. Is it really? Originally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost interesting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's Aerosmith's tagline. It's almost interesting. It's Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Laser Time. I'm just going to go ahead and play what I know is Chris's favorite clip from this. Listen, we've got enough clout right now for one major bill, not both. What do you want me to push forward? Do you want to be the president who cured cancer or the president who solved world hunger? Well, cancer had a good run, but it's time to put it down. Good choice. Yeah, you get that great West Wing style walk and talk with your advisors as you're like marching through the White House speaking very quickly. Keith David is the vice president. Uh, presents you with those bills. You get to punch, you kick a senator in the dick if you want to or... Uh... <laughs> Or you can take the high road, and I think just punch him in the face. Uh, <laughs> That's the high road. Cool. Yeah. You you go to a press conference, and almost immediately, aliens invade. And very well-spoken aliens at that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a time for fear, but a time for celebration. Today, the best and brightest among you will find salvation within the Zin Empire. I'm smarter than all these people. Delightful. Zinyak. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> eight eight foot tall alien warlord who loves uh, Jane Austen and opera and uh, sings along to Bismarcky, like busts into one of your sing-alongs. Nice. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he ruined Bismarcky! Nothing can ruin Bismarcky. How dare you? <laughs> Did you catch the vapors? What the hell? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> But, yeah, no, and then yeah. I think if I remember correctly, after this, then you get transported back to some like Pleasantville type fifties level. You do, or something. yes. Yeah. Which kind of echoes uh, something from the end of another game set in DC, Fallout Three, where you just yeah. uh, end up in a black and white uh, simulation of fifties, and it's really weird and creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, there was that one vault that you have to relive that mm-hmm. simulation. Yeah, right? yeah. But uh, but yeah, the, that's just like yeah, I, I trapped you in this shitty simulation where you're a sitcom dad. And I uh, just have to eat pancakes with gusto and go out and talk to everyone super nice and wear sweater vests. And 
then you... I remember the walk animation was very uh, jaunty. It's extremely jaunty. It's the <laughs> jauntiest. Um, uh, yeah, then then you go into Steelport and everything's filthy again. And uh, it's like, hey, it's the same down from the last game. But look, we added all this weird alien shit and give you superpowers like from Crackdown. So it's okay. It's awesome now. And a bunch of... <laughs> Weird standalone levels that have no relation whatsoever to the open world, where you lose all your powers and just have to abide by whatever rules are present in that simulation. Saints Row Four was just—it was a true sandbox game. Like, yeah, I don't know where else they could go from there. You know, uh, Agents of Mayhem, which is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the the absolute highlight, other than you know being able to end. Uh, cancer or world hunger is uh, getting to jump into a bloody great cannon and shoot down a bunch of alien ships. Bird to Ernie, Bird to Ernie. Activate South Portico defenses. Let's do this, you beautiful thing. You think you can come here and fuck with my country? This is for Lady Liberty. <laughs> and just a <laughs> giant cannon again with the presidential seal, like you have to have. Of course. Yeah. A turret sequence. Why not? They're fun. Everyone loves them. I love the, the use of Bert to Ernie. Mm-hmm. I thought <laughs> Sesame Street was like very litigious with that stuff. They're so. just names. Two man. guys named Bert and Ernie, man. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I mean, they, they did steal it from It's a Wonderful Life, so you can just say you took it from ah. there. <laughs> <laughs> also, what's, uh, what's Troy Baker up to right now? Other than The Last of Us 2. Hmm. I can't think of... Like, he had a year, maybe huh. five years ago. Yeah. He had like... Mm-hmm. Six games. Yeah. Him and yeah. Nolan North both. They're, they're both very active. Pretty well, much every game. They have like a, a video podcast together now, don't they? Yeah. Like a YouTube show. Oh, that's fun. They're both way too good looking for it. voice actors. It is. Yeah. It is strange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I hope he did what I recommended he do, which is to just start charging more money and working less. <laughs> you shouldn't you be the voice of every of every single game character just because you're the only one who's good at doing mm. it. <laughs> to train people who are also good at doing <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, it. It did get distracting for a while, though. Like, I would... They, they were so well-known, I would just recognize their voice, and, and it was hard, you know, especially with, like, Nolan North. I'm like, well, that's Nathan Drake. Like, every yeah. game I played with him, I'm like, eh. I think, is is he the the bird in DMC5 also? Is he? If, if he's not, it really sounds like him. Yeah, um, he might be. Yeah. I don't think but, so. But, uh... Yeah, he's um. I mean, he's the ghost in Destiny right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh gosh, I forgot about that. But, they replaced uh, what's but, his name. But I do love you can uh, you can glitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Saints Row Four adds the Nolan North voice where it's just Nolan North as himself, as himself. Yeah, referring like, to like some one of the characters says later, just be yourself. He's like, be me, be Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> but but in the Zinyak siege, he like jumps into the cannon and is like, why are you guys attacking me? I'm just an actor. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty great I had no idea makes me want to replay it yeah that sequence at least absolutely but it makes me want to finish it well no matter where you are listening to this when you're listening to this the game is on sale (laughs) all time always on sale that and Metro Redux permanent sale on those games for some reason both worth getting yeah sure 
Yeah, because yeah, I think you, uh, the one that's on sale now always has the bat, uh, the Get Out of Hell DLC. It's mm-hmm. like that combo pack. Which is a standalone thing. And, yeah. Uh, while mm-hmm. not as good as Saints Row 4, is still worth playing, especially because it's a uh, Disney musical starring Satan. Um, <laughs> so definitely worth worth uh, the time investment. That's the one that you can just straight up fly, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it's also interesting. I think Troy Baker and Keith David are reunited in our. I say reunited like this came out after Saints Row 4 instead of way before. <laughs> Hustle up! Get to Whiskey Hotel! Oh! Uh, what could this be? Uh, Modern Warfare Deuce. Yes. El Deuce. Yeah, okay, that's right. Whiskey, ta- uh, Whiskey Hotel. Yep. Which is the code for White House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is the... WH. Yeah. Yeah, and you spend uh, a big chunk of this game as uh, Ramirez, who gets yelled at to do <laughs> fucking everything, and uh, you have to defend Burger Town and a suburban neighborhood in Northeast Virginia, which is, like, right on the border with Washington, D.C., and so then you get tapped, of course, to go into Whiskey Hotel and take it back. What's the situation here? You're looking at the high ground, Sergeant. There's still power in the White House. That means we still have a way to talk to Central Command. If we can retake it. Now get your squad moving up the left flank. Go! Yeah, little little context for those who haven't played it. By this point, you've been through the infamous new Russian mission where you shoot up an airport as an undercover agent. And uh, this kicks off a war between... The U.S. and Russia. Russia literally invades the East Coast after, like, blinding our satellites. Uh, so it's a surprise attack. And they they take over the White House. So you get to storm a ruined White House and just shoot the shit out of a bunch of Russians. Then you get to do something that is taken straight out of the rock. We gotta get to the roof now! Go! Go! Use your flares! Going to Moscow. Not soon enough, man. I know we're gonna burn it down when we get there. Oh, uh, when the time's right, Corporal. When the time's right. Uh, yeah. Hoorah! <laughs> Is that also Keith David? <laughs> yeah, that's Keith David, and I think Troy Baker. Uh, I long for the days when we could have games with overt Russian invasions versus reality, which they just do it covertly mm-hmm. and all digitally online right now, and yeah. basically convince us <laughs> to go to war with ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. They this this would be nice. Duty about yeah. that. that would be actually terrifying. <laughs> it's just uh, a Facebook simulator. <laughs> yeah. You have a gun, yet you can do nothing. <laughs> you're, you're paralyzed by the ratio. I have to fight, like, all my parents and their friends, like, spreading Russian propaganda, like, this is fake! This is mm-hmm. fake! <laughs> Great, uh, but yeah, the, the that that bit with the flares, like it's it's Woo! the rock. It, you you have to light flares on the roof of the White House to convince them not to bomb it, uh, to to sh- to show the passing bombers. Wow. It's like no, it's still in American hands. You don't have to bomb us, <laughs> right? That's like one of two things I remember from this game, and I have never seen the rock, so I don't mm. know that it's stolen. Hmm. Oh wow, never I think seen the rock. That's that's, that's the main thing people remember from the rock. Yeah. Yeah, that and like the missiles that were like really fragile glass things or something. Yeah, the big the, the yeah, big, the big green glass weapon. balls from Pier One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pier One. <laughs> <laughs> they had one of those like wicker chair things that they're like exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I also that that great conversation with uh, Nicolas Cage and some random henchman where he's like being chased around. And it's like, hey, you ever listen to that Elton John song, The Rocket Man? And the guy's like, I don't listen to no soft ass shit. And then like, well, you're about to become the Rocket Man, and Nicolas Cage like shoots him with a rocket oh at point God. blank range. That guy's <laughs> so like, dumb. Man, that pun was really sweaty. As he's blasting, <laughs> exactly. The sweatiest. No one sweats a pun like Nicolas Cage. Man. <laughs> so yeah, Modern Warfare Two. I think might be for me the high point of this whole series. I remember it was the one that I got and like I started playing it at like 11pm and then the next thing I knew it was like 5am and the credits were rolling like mm-hmm. it was Ooh. so good I couldn't stop playing it and it was over so quickly it was like the perfect length for me. Did they confirm this is being re-released or is that still rumored? There was a, a Peggy listing for it that leaked. Yeah. But, uh, but it's being sold this time as a standalone is the rumor versus Modern Warfare 1, which was like included with the pre-order of Infinite Warfare. And then mm-hmm. when they finally sold it, it was like 40 bucks or something. It's, yeah. Like and it's, it's free now on PS free Plus. Now, yeah, on PS okay. Plus. Okay. Which I found out I already had it. And like, how? I'm pretty sure I bought Infinite Warfare on PC. How, how do I have this? Whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you willed it so. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. This I, was yeah. This was I think I can't remember if I, if I played Modern Warfare three or not. I definitely know I played this mm. one. Did, was Ghosts the one right after this one? It was. Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, oh, fuck me, I don't. Ghosts is where I'm like, oh, I don't have to no. pretend to care about this anymore. Yeah. No, Ghosts was the <laughs> first done. PS4 one. Okay. So. It was Black Ops 2 after this, okay. I think. Or Black Ops 1. No, it was Black Ops 1 after this. Yeah. And then, yeah, Modern Warfare 3, then then Blops 2, right. then Ghosts, then Advanced Warfare. So, so 2 was my... This is where the series stopped being a must-play for me. Like, up until 2, mm. I played every yeah. Call of Duty yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after this, I'm like, this was such a high note. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Just... And, and yeah, when I try to remember, like, the Modern Warfare storyline, I mostly remember bits from this. Like, you know, Shepard and Ghost and all those characters. Uh, the, the weird fight in the favelas with the chickens in the cages and... Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Which one had the nuke on the bridge? You... I think that might have been Modern Warfare 1. But you, it could be you die. Uh, well, well, I mean, you get, like, nuked a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. You, 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 do, you do get nuked and die in Modern Warfare 1. That yeah. was, like, such an incredible moment. And then I think, well, I mean, you, you die after committing a massacre in this. That's yeah. a pretty big Yeah, 2 deal. is sort of, well, yeah, it's remembered for no Russian, yeah. which you don't technically you have also, to commit the massacre. Like, I think I yeah. just walked through it. Aiming my gun, but never actually mm-hmm. shooting. Yeah, you can you can do that. Yeah, uh, you can play it however you want. Doesn't matter. The results always the same. Oh, yeah. and also you will get stabbed in the chest in first person at one point, which is kind of a gruesome but mm-hmm. memorable way to die. While the guy <laughs> stares you in the eyes. Yeah. But yeah, I think retaking the White House is, and it has this like great stirring operatic music playing while you're doing it. So you like you just really feel the weight of this. Uh, fictional fantasy action that you're performing. <laughs> uh, I remember yeah. the hallways were perfect for the grenade launchers. Oh, so yeah. You could just tear through tons of enemies mm-hmm. super quick. Yep. Man, this is a really good game, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally. Man, I gotta figure out, see if that Burger Town shirt I got from the one and only mm. Call of Duty convention is worth money. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they do another one after that? <laughs> I don't. I don't think yeah. so. Well, I remember, like, th- that was so weird because so we went to the the Call of Duty 
what what was it called? It was like some weird convention that Activision put on in L.A. And like they yeah. rented out this huge hangar with like an adjoining complex, and they had like zip lines and like fucking Kanye they, and the Dropkick Murphys played it. And they recreated the Scrapyard, like a one-one version of Scrapyard to play paintball in. Yeah, yeah. And Sweet so God, so it was nuts. And then like I remember, I went out there. Uh, I was in L.A. Uh, a couple years later, and went out to the opening of Kojima Studios when Konami opened it. I was I was there for the grand opening and I was like, this area looks so familiar and I realized it is literally right next door to that hangar where they had the Call of Duty event. <laughs> anyway, that's been our top five. We're going to take a little break and when we come back we'll talk about some news, some new releases, some DMC, some Division, and other stuff, so stay tuned. You! You got what I need! Ah, but you say he's just a friend, and you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you! Come on, man! You got what I need, yeah. And you say he's just a friend, but you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you! You and you say he's just a friend and you say he's just a friend you philistines Let's get scratching. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 2009. Yeah, Tom Hardy's It's is, so good. I love watching him, mm-hmm. and I like he's usually... If not the best thing in whatever he's in, the most interesting thing in whatever he's in, mm-hmm. because he makes some yeah. very interesting choices. Sounds like someone rewatched Venom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about Venom, but still. Can you tell me anything about your story? The fuck are you? The company is doing this thing. Flick the fuck out of my mouth. Like, what fucking decade are you in, Tom Hardy? Holy shit! Why are you talking like this? Where did you learn English like this? <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back for our final segment where we will just jump headlong into that pile of wonderment that is called. Baba is You, I'm just going to start on that because I know no one else wants to talk about it, is a charming <laughs> indie puzzle game that was released uh, today, Wednesday, uh, as we're recording on PC and Switch. And it is a fantastic premise where in every level you are this weird little, I guess, sheep-like creature that pushes things around and has to touch a flag to win. Uh, although not necessarily, because the way that you get through this game is all the rules for each level are expressed as blocks that you can push. So there's one that's Baba is you. But maybe you don't want to be the Baba. Maybe you want to be the flag. So if you can reach it, you can push, uh, you can go over to where it says flag is win and push flag away to, to become flag. Push it next to the is you. Think things like that. Like you can, control like the walls of the stage that are preventing you from moving around and uh, just go and touch the 
the wind flag and and it, it, there's a bunch of things like this where it, like it walls off some of the rules to you and others it makes available and your job is to figure out how do I literally manipulate the rules in order to get through this puzzle and win the stage. Yeah, this looks really clever. Yeah, it is. Sounds extremely cool. I've been looking forward to it for a long ass time, which is one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it at the top of this segment. Mm. Um, I'm getting a scribble nuts vibe though from the rules you're talking about. Like, where, how flexible is it? Like in the levels when you're changing the rules on the fly, how many combos are there? Is it like one or two things per level that that can possibly change? I mean, there are, there are multiple things. Um, like I said, sometimes it makes them available to you. Sometimes it like walls them off behind an impenetrable barrier. So, like, sometimes Baba is you is an immutable rule, but uh, you can maybe move another is, and then maybe the word crab. So it's crab is Baba is you, and then, like, a crab will turn into the Baba that you can then control, and uh, maybe it's outside the barriers that you're stuck in. What's a, a Baba sheep? Got it. I was, like, fucking I think babby. It, lo- it looks like a baby hippopotamus <laughs> or something. I'm not sure what it is. It's cute. Uh, it's a fun avatar, but you sure don't for the always Baba have Duke. to. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and you, oh my god! And you said the walls are impenetrable because, as we all know, well, walls are impenetrable. No one can go over if them. If there's a rule that says wall is stop, then walls are impenetrable. If there is no rule, you can walk through the walls. If you manage to get over to where it says wall is stop and push away one of the words, then you can pass right through walls. Uh, also, like lava is melt, uh, you can make it into lava is you and then you control the lava um but yes you have to be careful not to do things like just push the you out of baba is you because then uh everything will just stop and uh there will be just sort of a sound of wind blowing through the stage and you can't do anything except hit undo so <laughs> that's that's a nice thing that you can just hit uh, Z to undo on PC at least to undo your your last move oh, okay. if you do anything boneheaded <laughs> so infinite number worse. of times or just one you get one of as those. far as I know infinite okay. number of times okay yeah I've gotta say I, I, I just to, just to point this out because I can't get over it I started working with Lucas at PC Gamer back in the day Ooh, and throwback it's, yeah it, it, it's really bizarre to, like it's out now on PC and Nintendo platforms huh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I still am not used to it. It's still fucking bizarre. Like, it's on nothing else but <laughs> but Steam and Switch. How? How? I don't know. Oh, the world has gone topsy-turvy. I, I think maybe Switch's licensing is a little easier, given that they, they have, like, hundreds of mobile games on the platform now. I think they've dropped many levels of certification, and yeah. a lot of things are crashing and <laughs> I bad. think you're right. Could be. I, I think it Where's could be sales-related. I think, I think indie games right now, the two places they're moving the most are PC and mm-hmm. Switch. You yeah. know? There have been a lot of indie developers like with tweets saying, yeah, when we put our thing on, on Switch, it immediately sold, like, 5x what it had done mm-hmm. or anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, I think they, they had like a marketing line recently that's like over a thousand games on Nintendo Switch. It's like, yeah, but about, you know, 850 of those are kind of shoddy mobile ports. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Can I get my virtual slot machines on Switch? I bet you can. I bet you can. Where's the filters so I can only see the games that cost more than a dollar? Because that's what I really mm, want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where do I play my Wizard of Oz slots? <laughs> I, only, I only point out having lived next to the fucking Zynga building and they have an illuminate billboard there all the time showing their latest games and for the last two years it never changed from Wizard of Oz slots Jesus. and it was the Wicked Witch of the West from a 1939 movie and like wow this used to be the Sega building <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cursed 
<laughs> yeah, I, I will never understand virtual slots. I don't understand the appeal if you can't actually win money. <laughs> I've I've dipped in. It's like you're basically just enjoying the theme, but it is pretty absurd. I mean, can you at least win like a hat for your avatar or something? <laughs> there are no avatars. Mm. It's simply it's just you. Yeah. <laughs> you're just sitting there. You don't understand that you've clearly never ridden the bus through Koreatown. Mm. Because <laughs> it's all people are playing. Right. <laughs> Now, is is Baba is you? Mm-hmm. Does it feel like programming as you're playing? I mean, in a very simple way, yes. Uh, in that it, it's it, you could say it teaches people about programming because it really is just manipulating these rules to get different results. God, like making puzzles that let you play with that must have been mm. so so difficult. I mean, this game has been in development for a while, so <laughs> that that may be why. But I think I, I managed to play this for like twenty minutes on my lunch break today, and what I played was excellent. So uh, this is fifteen bucks. I recommend it. Nice. I've looked at the trailers. It, it looks amazing. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, really strange. How big are the levels? Like, how how long does it take to beat? Like, I mean, the levels are all like one screen. It's, and just it, one screen. it's really okay. just. Uh, I I think I've heard it compared to like Adventures of Lolo, although Adventures of Lolo is way more complicated and not quite as creative. And that like this is really about like literally thinking outside the box and thinking. You're you're concentrating not just on the very basic like movement puzzles how do i get out of this situation puzzles it really is just like how do i manipulate these rules in a way that benefits me and a lot of the time it feels like weirdly like cheating like ah, i figured out something i wasn't supposed <laughs> to uh but of course you know it's all been accounted for sure mm-hmm. got a qa test all that stuff absolutely hmm. cool so yeah Baba is you. This is the kind of thing where it's like multiple solutions are possible, or yeah, is it pretty clear? Like, I mean, some some of them it's pretty clear, but like the the first uh, couple puzzles, it's like super open and it just lets you play around. It's like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of different things you could do to get through here. Right. There's like there's like a very clear conventional solution. Like, okay, if I move these boulders, then I can uh, push them out of the way and get through this tunnel and go touch the flag. Or I can just skirt around, mess with some of the rules, and uh, go back to where the flag is, walking through walls, and, uh, yeah. Seriously, watch, watch the trailer. It's really cool. Yeah. It, it's difficult to describe. Mm-hmm. It really... It, you, you need to see it, and once you see it, you will probably be enthralled like I was. <laughs> but also, uh, this... Well, last week, game we didn't get to talk about, Devil May Cry 5. <laughs> yes, can, can I tell. Can I just say, because I, I tend to throw a lot of shade on the Devil May Cry crowd because mm-hmm. uh, I like DMC a lot right, spent yes. some time working on it people were very mean uh, tried to get people involved to commit suicide just awful really <laughs> and, and I don't and I don't I, I've never loved the Devil May Cry series in general hmm. I played one and three it didn't overwhelm me uh, I fucking love the, the DMC 5 yeah. I love it I will say this about it because um, Someone was like, do I have to have played the previous games in the series? And I was like, I've played every game in that series. I have no idea what's going on. But there is an intro. <laughs> there's a catch, that thing to catch you up, right? Like when you, when you first start the game, it's like, you know, previously on Devil May Cry. Not really. No? No, yeah. not even that. Like, and, and I don't even think it has anything to do with where the series left off. It's just... It, it kind of does. It, it just, it, like, it, it, the, the previous games to me read, don't get... Don't get mad, and definitely do not at me. Uh, bad anime. Whereas this is like 
this is much more well done and way over the top and way slicker. Uh, I, I don't know. I really liked it. I mean, story-wise, it really does feel like a follow-up to, to DMC4. Uh, you spend a big chunk of the early game playing as Nero, who has gotten a haircut and a robot arm and uh, has f- feels a little closer in tone to DMC's Dante. And uh, then you, you get Dante later on, and he has, like, the multiple styles from DMC4. Uh, there's a third uh, hero called V, who's, like, a, a sorcerer who, uh, like, builds power by stopping and reading from a book of William Blake poetry. <laughs> um, and, uh, but he... He attacks things indirectly, like he has a bird who I'm pretty sure is voiced by Nolan North and a panther, and they fill in for like the the gun and sword attacks. Yeah. Uh, while you are staying away, you're just mashing buttons so that your animal friends are killing things, and uh, then you can also uh, summon this huge rock golem named Nightmare to come and, and deal massive damage while V's hair turns white. <laughs> okay, v, V's the one with the, the black hair. That, yes. Okay. In previous Devil May Cry games, um, sometimes the combat controls were a bit overwhelming in that there were so many options and things to do. It's mm-hmm. like I would I would end up picking a few favorites because I'm like, man, I can't really remember how to do everything. And the fact that yeah, I believe this normal. game forces you to change characters, like you can't pick your character per level, right? It's, sometimes you can. It, it'll, okay. it'll say like, do you want to play as Nero or as V in this right. level? Or but but a lot of the time it is just dictated by here here you're, you're Dante now. But is it is it easy to kind of remember their controls as you're switching from character to character? I mean, you... they're very similar. They are. Um, okay. I mean, it it can be disorienting switching from V to one of the other two because yeah, V V is like a completely different playstyle where you are literally trying to stay as far away from your enemies as possible. You're kiting and, and summoning. Yeah, and and enemy. indirectly attacking them. And uh, I, I say indirectly because you don't actually control like where your helpers are. You just you hit buttons and that tells them to attack. And, but, and then you have to, like, your animals can't kill them. Your demons uh, can't kill them. So uh, you have to land the final blow with V's cane. Oh, really? So, yeah, you do How have do to get How do they know who close. to attack? Is it just proximity-based? Yeah, it's okay. proximity-based. Yeah, just just hammer on buttons. Oh, you can also, uh, there's a lock-on system. Okay. So you can lock on to the enemy that you want them to attack. Cool. Uh, this game looks like it has style in spades. Is mm-hmm. is that kind of fair to say? Like, if it does nothing else, it it's, yeah. it does the style thing really well. It's just it's just so silly and like um I don't know a little like I don't know better written this time and less and less slow and clunky and it's not I don't know like the pacing and this the uh the, the visual look and the combat all gelled with me in a way that none of the other Devil May Cry games did hmm. and uh, and maybe that's because I spent so much time with DMC. Maybe that's on me, but like I really love DMC five. I I dig it a lot. Is it weird to not start as Dante? Because you said Dante's like no. he's not the first level; he's like the second level. No, he's not even the no, second. I've been level. playing games for a while. That happens a lot. Yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the fourth game you didn't play as him until the halfway part, uh, oh, halfway mark. Oh, wow. At which point you uh, played through the game in reverse right. again. All the all the levels you just gotten through. It seems like uh, five's combo counter, like your your grading is a little nicer yeah it is it, it is welcome it, what it does is like it doesn't it doesn't just use a strict combo thing where you keep have have to keep landing hits in close proximity and then it just cancels it if you don't attack anyone for a few seconds like once you get the combo meter up it'll like wait a few seconds then it'll go gradually down like if you were savage then you know <laughs> and you stop hitting things then it'll go back down to like a then b then c and you can get it back up by 
attacking. Yeah, it's weird because like every letter function as a meter. Hmm. Yeah. And you can barely see it, but like it's it drains uh, if you're not hitting anybody. So what what are you guys getting? Tell me, are you S? Are you single S man? Are I mean, you I, double S? I think I have an achievement <laughs> in the first level. Come on! I think Ooh, I was yeah. about five or six hours in before I got my first triple S. Mm. Hey yo! But yeah, I, I I will average at least one savage per level. So, <laughs> uh, but I, I will say like by the time it introduces Dante, like I feel like there's this. Maybe it's the midpoint, maybe it's still early days in the game, but, like, you spend so much time inside, like, this demon hive, and, like, I am getting kind of sick of these levels. Like, I want to go back out into, like, the beautiful ruined Italian cityscapes. Like, those are cool. This this is, like, fucking H.R. Giger just vomited tunnels into a game. <laughs> and it's still fun, but it's, like, after a few levels, like, okay, I'm ready for a change of scenery now. <laughs> No, no, you gotta stick with mm-hmm. the fleshy red tones. Yep, yep, yep. He vomited tunnels through like his tongue that had its own mouth that yeah, vomited out. That was also a penis. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it don't ha- doesn't have the same penile imagery. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Different penile imagery. Uh-huh. That's on. That's a bullet on the back of the box. Yeah, not like the aliens, which everyone loves. The xenomorphs with their giant dickheads. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But yeah, Devil May Cry 5 is really good. Um, I'm having fun with it. Uh, also, The Division 2 is really good. Division! <laughs> I haven't, uh, uh, haven't full, gotten to Full play disclosure, much. I'm a Ubisoft employee. You're a former Ubisoft employee, Matt. And uh, the three of you, or the three of us, uh, you, me, and Chris, uh, got copies of the game for free. We did. So, and, and that said... And the reason we're able to play it is because we we got the the version the gold version I think mm-hmm. or whatever which is yeah. if you if you had the gold version you could start playing Tuesday or Wednesday yeah. Tuesday well Tuesday? it was supposed to be Tuesday I think servers went online Monday okay so okay and then everyone else for the for the plebs it's uh, the the regular version the <laughs> sixty dollars Friday version. the day Friday, this comes out this comes out so you could be hearing that. yeah the normies are now getting to play this something we've been playing for a matter of days suck it. Um... I, I'll be honest, though, I haven't had a chance to play it for very long because, fair warning, it's a it's like a forty plus gig download. That that's <laughs> yeah. It, it took me a while to download this thing, but when I did get it downloaded, um, so far I've just spent a lot of time in the character creator, which is super robust. Lots of options there. Of course, oh, it was actually mm-hmm. really almost too hard to make myself like an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I add a mustache to the lady? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny um, that me and my coworkers all independently decided to p- to play as women. Like I, I'm, I yeah. play, I'm playing as a girl. Absolutely. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and then so far, the only content I've really played is uh, what I played in the beta. You know, because sort of the beginning of the game pretty much is, aligns with um, what you were playing in in either of those the VIP beta or whatever they called it, and then the open mm. open beta. So private uh, beta. Yeah, the private beta. I ha- I haven't had a ton of time to play, but from what I played, it's. It's the division, man. It's it's more division. Yeah. Uh, maybe Michael, you can speak to like what is what's the new stuff in this one? I didn't play the original long enough, and it's been so long that I was trying to compare the two, and I was just like, yeah, it feels like more of the same. Well, I know that the thing that they've been really hammering on is the end game because I think um, that was something that uh, the early feedback from the first game was that uh, fans wanted a stronger end game that they could sink their teeth into. And so this time around, the end game is like a whole second campaign where Washington, D.C., like after you've dealt with all the factions, gone through the campaign, Washington, D.C. gets invaded by this uh, 
really hyper advanced uh, like military faction dudes called the Black Tusks, who are like you know they they use really advanced tactics and weaponry. They have like those Boston Dynamics big dogs that uh, run out as like. Uh, drone gun platforms that and they can take up a bunch of damage and giant oversized t-shirts from the 90s <laughs> yeah uh no <laughs> big dog yeah well you know what the big dog is it's that creepy walking thing that everyone yeah. on the internet's like oh it's gonna kill us all it can open doors Stop kicking it <laughs> yeah it can open doors and go up and down uh-huh. stairs yeah, yeah yeah um but so and and uh but the i'm not sure if these are levels in the game itself or if it's just Part of like in the the campaign, I mean, or if it's just like these open up during the end game. But uh, playing the end game missions that were part of the the private beta or, or the betas, you get to go into the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum, which is like nice. filled with like space shuttles and planes. I've and, been there and like a working planetarium, and it's super cool. Yeah, and uh, also like a cold war bunker that's like filled with like mid-century furniture and meant to survive a nuclear war for the president to go into so the premise of this game is that the money flu or the green flu Mm -hmm. which had caused the quarantine in the first game for new york it it spread yeah it spread but it's also like it's in its dying stages it's it's calmed down it's no longer the threat that it was and now uh, things have kind of started to bounce back a little bit, but you have these this mass disorder and chaos. You have these armed factions who are uh, laying claim to the streets and robbing people. And so as a division agent, uh, you know, the reason that we went with fights for the White House is because one of the first things you do in this game is... Uh, fight to break a siege on the White House yeah. and claim it as your base it's of your operations. Base. Yeah, yeah, it's your home base. So cool. And from there, you get to go out and do uh, missions and wander around the open world. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's about it's less about surviving a pandemic and more about restoring order. Yeah. Um, it's like seven months after the events of the First Division, I think. I think that's what I heard, yeah. yeah. Seven months after. I don't know. It's it's a schluter, right? Where it's all about uh, <laughs> I mean, I, our friend Mike Grimm recently said <laughs> moist schluter was the worst combination of words in the English language. Can't and, argue with that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's moist, but it is wet because there's a lot of rain in the middle of summer. Also, it's summer in DC, which is all, always kind of wet. Yeah, it's, it reminds me of stupidly. New Dawn, just because, like, oh, flowers. Didn't see that in the first game. Yeah, Michael, is Ubisoft okay? They're, they've been doing a lot of post-apocalyptic <laughs> games lately. It's all right. I mean, like like Chris said, this is a bit brighter than the last division, which was winter in New York City. So there, there's no plant life, that, really. Though, because all the Christmas decorations were That's still true. up. And there's still Christmas decorations in this, like on the Dude, White House lawn. That was awesome. Mm. I love going through... Dead, uh, dead abandoned amusement parks. This is a dead abandoned Christmas amusement yeah, park. Yeah, in the middle <laughs> of summer. <laughs> yeah, And I, what I'm having fun with right now, I don't remember every Ubisoft game seems to inform the other. And I don't remember giving that much of a fuck about my perks in the first division. Um, were they even a thing? I don't remember. Uh, and Because I just fucked off and did my Destiny thing in uh, the original. But there's the SHD missions... Mm-hmm. Like just missions specifically for skills and, yeah. and to Get unlock your shape perks. tech points. Yeah, and and I, I'm sort of obsessed with playing 
it has a recommended level for how what, how leveled you should be to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of obsessed in going into areas where I slightly have no business coming in here. <laughs> but I'm a, but like trying. I love that. It's hard as fuck. This hard, I was gonna say this game's already pretty hard when you when you're at the right level. Like it's, no, no, it's no. Different. I mean they 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 told they kind of steered me away from it and like no, I think the rewards will be greater and. <laughs> And this is all I really care about anyway. Give me things to shoot at. I don't care if they occasionally get one in on me because the respawns are like pretty close. Yeah, the checkpoints are very generous in this game where if you die, you don't lose a ton of progress. Um, no. I'm not playing with people yet, so there's no one to piss off. It's just it's just good old me, myself. And I mean, it feels really good playing solo. Like, it's it's well-balanced. Um, and I, I've kind of settled into a, a comfortable groove where I managed to find an LMG and a sniper rifle, and like this is nice. all I need. Nice. I can I can kill anything. Have, like you, this. have you joined a clan yet? Are you guys clansmen? Mm-mm. No, <laughs> no. I would hope not. <laughs> no. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, they, I, I there is actually a, an NPC you have to recruit. So that's a thing. Uh, another thing: settlements play a big role. This time around, yeah, that you yeah, have rem- to remote settlements, right? Like, yeah, you have to find these uh, fortified settlements of people and help them rebuild by doing side missions. Uh, and as they rebuild, they'll be able to uh, offer more services to their residents and uh, to you. And they'll uh, be able to you'll be able to recruit people from those settlements as they level up to come back to the White House and do things like set up a crafting table that you can use to to craft new weapons and gear as you find blueprints. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, so. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my time in there, and I love the systems of the division. For me, that's always been the draw. It's like all the cool powers you get and stuff. The one negative that I've always had about this series, and it, it feels just like the first game. And so, if you liked how the first game felt, you'll be fine. But for me, the shooting has just never felt that great in the division. It just doesn't there's like this weird disconnect where I just don't, it does. I don't feel any impact when I'm shooting the enemies. Like compared to like a destiny or destiny two, where it feels like the gun is like shaking your hand as you, as you, as you land these shots, right? It's like, you feel like you're actually reaching on punching enemies in the face. The division just feels kind of like, it's like street. It's almost like I'm shooting water guns at these guys. Cause they are even lo- lower level enemies. They're kind of bullet spongy, you know? Um, I'm sure you've got rumble about aping destiny and just like, it's a guy in a hat. <laughs> and, uh, and you can take yes. 60 bullets to the face. Yeah, yeah. So that's always been this weird... I mean, you do have to suspend disbelief slightly for the division with this premise, because it is like this realistic shooter, and then, yeah, you have to drain like 200 bullets into some guys, and you're like, well, I am willing, though, to let stuff like that go. It's like, yeah, I'm playing a video game, okay? I know it's not realistic, but... Well, uh, you don't care for the shooty, but what about the looty? <laughs> that's the thing. That's <laughs> the, the systems are great. The, the looty's, looty's, the looty's wonderful. The looty's great. I, the, the, all the info they tell you to let you know if you want to upgrade your gun or not. Yeah. It's. Oh. I, I would say... Uh, Early on, it's a good idea to put perk points into expanding your inventory because I get so much stuff that it's like, I don't actually have room for this. Mm. <laughs> Embarrassment of riches. I don't actually know how that works because you can like loot stuff uh, and it'll be like guns and stuff, but it doesn't show up in your usable inventory right away. Yeah, it does. Oh, it does? Uh, during combat, I don't think they let you swap out weapons. Well, but I'm also like, I'm also picking up like every gun and I clearly can't be holding that many. Hmm. I think you're using a, a duping abuse, Chris. Here, <laughs> Chris is cheating. Ban him. Yeah. Ban him. 
But yeah, it's um I mean, yeah, I I can instantly use everything I pick up, so I'm not sure what's happening with you. I I haven't I haven't fucked around that hard. I, really I haven't. Um so I was just curious about that cuz I I'm picking up a ton of stuff and I I have never been told your inventory is full or anything like that, but I've also don't really know how to access it because it's just not in the start menu. Oh, you, yeah, you hit start and you go to I think character. Yeah. And uh from there you can you can adjust your loadout. Again, to its credit, I'm I'm happy to fire around. I'm never out of ammo. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not overthinking it just yet. Just running around DC and shooting people, and and that's kind of grand. <laughs> yeah, and you're never out of things to do in this game. Like that's yeah. the one thing is like there's always a side mission, and and um, yeah, I mean there's there's plenty there's, to do. There's always it. just random events in the streets. Like oh, yeah. uh, th- this gang is gonna execute some people, so run over and stop that. Right, yeah, no, all the time you come across guys like mugging someone else and you can choose to kind of take them down or not or mm-hmm. just kind of keep walking and pretend yeah. it's not happening. <laughs> like, no, I, I want to go get this shade tech. Leave me alone. <laughs> that's fine. You can do that. It's a game that and says yes no, to the like, player. enemy faction that's the cleaners because I remember that being a thing. Those the are the gangs game. from the first... Yeah, yeah, the first yeah. game had like certain themed street gangs. It was yeah. like, it was like the warriors. And the, like, this, this sort of does too. You've got the hyenas who are dudes in gas masks, but yeah. they don't have like flamethrowers and an obsessive need to purge the virus. Um, I give so little shit about this story because I didn't pay attention to the first one. Yeah. I, I had a moment like, "Am I the division or am I fighting the division?" <laughs> you are the you division. Are the, Chris. division. Chris. the division is inside you. <laughs> it's it's true though. Like honestly, I I don't care about the story. Like I just want to shoot stuff and get loot. And I really I, just I never cared about the story in Destiny either. So like, you, just give you me just a bunch of ways shloot. to interact with shit. <laughs> All I want to do is shloot, Michael. Shloot, <laughs> Sounds so much worse coming out of other people's mouths. Shloot to kill. They gotta they gotta make a, a Jurassic Park remix of shloot. Uh... <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, BRB, gotta go schloot up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's, that's me. They call me Schluter McGavin, Michael. Uh, can we take five? I gotta take a schloot. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a like a naughty sex thing in Swiss, like a Swiss word for a naughty sex <laughs> act. <laughs> He didn't come home that day. He was out late schlooting. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Give a hoot. Don't schloot. <laughs> having so much fun here. Yeah. We enjoy oh. the division, too, except Matt, who doesn't like the shooting. I, well, it's because I'm all about the shooting, of course. Yeah, yeah. I like I like it just fine. It's just the, uh, yeah, I wish this, the shooting felt mm-hmm. better in my schloot. I wish the shoot part of my schloot no. felt a little bit better. Please stop saying schloot. <laughs> no, never. You, you're the one who told me to start saying it. I opened the floodgates, I know. <laughs> you did. The schloodgates. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, but but the systems, the unlocking the powers, like all that feels super fun. Uh, but I'm, I'm not that far into it yet. So we'll see. It, really, the end game, it sounds like, is where... This game is supposed to shine and be different mm. than the original. I I'm not a big PvP guy, so I don't know how much time I'm gonna spend in the dark zones. Like that was mm. always remember, like that was the big draw of the first uh, one is you can turn on your teammates at any yeah. time. And I think I, I haven't played uh, far enough to get into the dark zones yet, but I do know that they've been retooled uh, in in interesting ways. So hopefully it's a it's a very positive experience. 
for everyone who goes in there that like, I, th- I think I read something like, yeah, even if you lose in the dark zones, like you, there, there'll be something for you. Like you'll get something out of it. You won't go away necessarily empty handed. They've so. been restooled. Even if you schlooze in the dark zones. <laughs> <laughs> now I heard that like, because Anthem was such a, such a train wreck, mm. that's really boosted people's positivity on the division. It has it's like, mm. Ah, this is so refreshing. Yeah. It really is. And uh, so you also wrote down Destiny 2 Season of the Drifter. Yeah, so remember last week how I said, like, other than Gambit Prime, um, there wasn't much to evaluate of the new pack. And so mm. they slowly are starting to unlock more of this content and roll it out. Uh, and this week when they did the reset, all of a sudden I got like this note, uh, which, uh, when the thing launched last week, you, you were getting these notes from this kind of like secret agent in the Vanguard that's like talking shit on the drifter, who's the guy who runs the Gambit events and like, no, he's really a bad guy. I don't trust him. This week you got a note, um, that said, Hey, we want you to kind of spy on him. And so it was really cool they are giving you a choice where you have to choose sides and you can either choose to stick with the Vanguard, which is kind of the team of good guys that you're used to from Destiny 1 and 2, uh, or you can become a Dredgen, which are the guys that are kind of aligned with the Drifter and the Gambit. And so it's almost like they're getting like a little faction thing going on here. And now, so I chose Vanguard, but now when I walk around the tower, I'll see guys, it's like it has their username and it says like Dredgen. And I just automatically i'm like fuck that guy i just want to fight that guy so i'm anxious to see what this turns in it hasn't turned into anything gameplay wise yet but i'm anxious to see is there going to be modes where they they pit like the vanguard against these guys i don't know but um yeah so that's been cool i think they're about to unlock the thorn quests which thorn was the hand cannon from the first game that had like dot effects which would like poison you and everyone hated it because it was like (laughs) the meta in pvp for a while was like fucking thorn i keep dying to thorn so um yeah, I don't know. They, the way they're they're rolling out the content for this new expansion, it's cool. It's just going to take a while to slowly reveal it. There are things though you can tell. Like, they, I don't know. I don't know if it's because of the Activision split, um, but there's there's like no cinematics or anything, right? And it's like okay, the, the way they're rolling out the story is through items I get in my inventory now that I have to kind of like read a long text log for it. Hmm. And so it it's like okay, you're not spending a ton of money on the the presentation of this content um so uh, let's say this they're not it's obvious they're saving money on the sizzle but the steak that th- that's there is great so uh yeah i'm still enjoying it but uh i will continue to provide updates if anything cool happens with this this latest pack because apparently that's their that's their new strategy is to kind of roll these content updates out over several weeks right. and that's been your destiny minute well hooray <laughs> well let's jump ahead to I think we have a new sound to yeah, include. I, th- I think we need to incorporate that belch into the news sound. <laughs> into the cacophony of news. Uh, as long as we get paid every time it's played. <laughs> well, it's your network, so that's on yeah, you. Feel yeah. good. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. Um, so, uh, guys, you know a few, I guess, weeks, months ago now, how... Sony kind of pulled out of E3. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. EA 
announced that they will not be having a press conference this year, uh, which EA had already been sort of separate from mm-hmm. E3 proper, right? Like they, I mean, they they always have a press conference. They, they it's it's one of like the top five big events on in the right. early days of right. E3. There's Nintendo, uh, Sony, Microsoft. EA Ubisoft. Right. So now there is no more EA press conference. That's they, crazy. What am I going to do? It always was the worst press conference. <laughs> I, yeah, over the past few years, it's been it's been a tough conference to watch. And it's not, it's not. I'm not saying that to be mean to EA. It's just like the idea. Like I would like to hear about Star Wars and Anthem. Like, well, fuck off, because FIFA and Madden. Yeah. We have to talk about those. No, this here is just like get it. Everything's Apex. Right. But that's the thing. So <laughs> I think that that makes for a challenge for them in that they they do have a very diverse slate of games and diverse audiences that, yeah, if you're a FIFA guy, maybe you don't care about the Star Wars game. And so putting those all together in one press conference would sometimes make for a conference that you maybe cared about 20% of it. Yeah, and, and, but, but even like Ubisoft's credit, like they can throw something in like a fucking Zumba game that I don't care about and get it over with in five minutes. Like, here's a sport you don't watch. And to, in order to introduce it, here are six people you've never heard of. They will talk for 20 <laughs> minutes before you can look at the Star Wars footage. Like, fuck, this is awful. This is so awful. And, and I think they knew that. And so their new strategy, they've announced they're doing kind of a series of directs where they're going to be doing kind of game-specific streams throughout that uh, the lead-up to the week. And then they will still have the EA Play experience, and that will again be in Hollywood, which is so weird because it's it's not close to EA to E3 at all. Like, it's, it's a long cab oh, ride. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like an hour ride through L.A. traffic to get to where EA is now. Um, but I, I mean, I stayed in West Hollywood one year and it was like, this is like a, an hour and a half shuttle ride. Yeah. Because you here. think as the crow flies, you look at it and you're like, Oh, that's not too far from downtown. But being an LA native, I'm like, oh, you foolish, <laughs> naive man. No, no. If you're like anything more than five blocks from the convention center, you are fucked. Cause that's like an hour. Right. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, uh, we have yet another E3 casualty. Lu- Lucas, what's, what's the, uh, the game journal, uh, look at E3. Are you guys? Are you even gonna go? Uh, you know, I've been I've been home team for a while now. Because mm-hmm. truthfully, I feel like I've had enough E3 for life. Like Me too. it's really cool to be around that show floor, but at the same time, there's a lot of a lot of people there that maybe shouldn't be there. I mean, it's open but to the public unfair. now, so. YouTubers, ah, yes. The influencers. No, it's well, it's that combined with people who are there, and yeah, it is really exciting to be at E3. Yeah, I, I wish I, I, I don't want to be cynical about it, but I always try and to explain to people that like you go to E3 now. Imagine every game you play forces you to be behind a computer for the next three hours uh, <laughs> writing this thing, and you have another, you have an appointment in one more hour. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's it looks very weird. Like everything I touch takes another four hours of my time. If you're just there like, like, oh, this is fun and cool. I'll tell two friends. That's not my job. <laughs> the, uh, the frenzy over free stuff is also oh. kind of... Oh, yeah, I, I stopped paying attention to that about like two or three years in. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say two or three years ago. <laughs> oh, God, no. No, no. The, the high point for me was just like going by myself as a, as a newspaper guy and just like going around to every booth, it's like, what's free here? And I think I ended up with like about thirty uh, flyers for like a Korean MMO in like two thousand and four. 
the worst line I ever saw was the Oswald the Lucky Rabbit Ears line that Disney oh, had one year. That was like they personalized them, but dude, that was like a three <laughs> three and a half hour line for that shit. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Yeah, like I don't understand. Like, there's so much shit going on at E3. Like, how do you justify spending more than forty five minutes in a line to see one thing when there's like you're in a fucking cave of wonders? You're in two caves of wonders <laughs> that are like a ten minute walk apart. <laughs> yeah, but when else am I going to have an opportunity to get my picture taken with Eric Estrada to promote Mafia One? Good point. <laughs> very true. Or be strangled by Hulk Hogan, the man who would destroy American journalism. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is when you see people, at, maybe not at E3, but I've definitely seen this at like uh, PlayStation Experience, people waiting in line to play a game that's out in the world. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Just yeah. go home and play. Well, that that was last year. Fortnite had this huge booth, which, to their credit, they made more of like an experiential booth where you would like, I think you did like the zip line and stuff like that, or there was like a photo op where you hung from the glider from the game, but uh, it wasn't about just playing the game. I think it was a couple years ago, Nintendo's booth had arms, and there was like a huge line. I'm like, this comes out this Friday. Well, last year, <laughs> last year Nintendo's booth had Fortnite, because it was coming to the Switch, and yeah. I'm like, this thing's out, and it's free. What are you doing? There was a huge <laughs> Fortnite booth like last year with just like covered in like I, I don't say cosplayers because these are the the people who are paid to to man the booth, but yeah. they're dressed up like the characters, right. and uh, it was it was just like selling T-shirts. Yeah, it was, it was the experiential thing I was talking about. It's like yeah, the, yeah, you it was not necessarily about playing the game; it was about doing stuff. Yeah, I mean that. But that's not for people like us. That's for the the members of the general public I who mean, are coming. Yeah, in. but but. You know, it's a great point in that nowadays games are announced so close to launch. It's mm. so different where, you know, as before you might be announcing like a year out. And so getting to play whatever prototype of that thing was, it was really early. Well, now, yeah, that game's coming out most likely this holiday season. So it's like, okay, this thing's three, four months away. Uh, do I need to stand in three hour line to play this thing? <laughs> and, no, thanks. Like, I've never, I've, I've never done that. Like, I've always, you know, like Michael was saying, it's this cave of wonders. I always just walk around the show floors and kind of will look over people's shoulders yeah. and see stuff. And then yeah. if I have a friend who works at a company, I might be like, can I I'm gonna yeah, get some yeah. time on this I thing? Mean, I will say last year I did wait in line for an hour for Spider-Man because yeah. it's like, okay, everything has a line and this seems like the best bet. And yes. it's not coming out till what? October, November? When did it drop? I don't know. A friend let me cut in line in that one. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) But yeah, it was was a game still coming out in a few months, right? Um, I don't know. Like, E3 is changing, right? Like, and I know, Michael, you'll probably go, and I'll I'll still go, but I'm... Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. The show will continue to change and morph over the next few years, so it's just... It's not the same show, and I I don't know... I don't know what it's for anymore. It used to be the show that was about selling games to retail buyers and getting them excited to to place orders. And I remember (laughs) we wrote a, like we, uh, we had an editor, um, I think one of my first couple years at games radar, who was very jaded and very cynical about the whole thing. And like wrote this thing about (laughs) like, this is what things we hate about E3. And then like (laughs) one of the commenters was like, Th- these people should feel lucky. Like, this is a show for uh, retail buyers and publishers that journalists are even invited should be a huge honor for these people and for them to act jaded about it. It's like, 
Okay, whatever, man. But <laughs> well, that's the thing. you want your coverage. We we get to go. I mean, there. the purpose of E three had yeah, it originally was more of this kind of industry. I'm I'm talking to buyers thing, mm-hmm. and then it shifted to be more about the coverage and getting people yeah. the hype. And and this was the show, the one show a year that like mainstream media would cover. Like, and it was always it was always so insulting their coverage. Right? Like, hey, look at these weird gamers at their weird yeah. game show in L. A. Am oh, I right? Man. That's how G four covered it. I was so livid when I watched it. Yeah, E3 is about to open. It's time for the running of the nerds. Like, you're the nerd channel. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you, man? Are you? <laughs> oh, what, was it like the LA Times that ran the thing about, like, Nintendo debuts white PlayStation 4 at E3? That was their headline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they never bothered to actually understand what they were covering, right? Mm-hmm. But then... Although that one, that's on the copy editors. The copy yeah. editors write the headlines because the actual story was competent, but everyone thought that poor asshole was an idiot because of the headline. I mean, so my point is, so the the focus of the show had become more about coverage. Well, now in today's landscape, um, where you guys mentioned them, it's more about YouTubers and influencers and and kind of the the place of of traditional media and PR is, is, you know, it's changing. That whole landscape is like, well, then... You don't really need E3 for that. And that's why you have people like Nintendo does directs. We're just going to talk directly to our audience, right? EA Mm -hmm. now is doing directs with their streams. And Sony, that's what they're doing. Instead of their press conference this year, they're doing basically a direct. Yeah, and and the last vestige of what I thought E3 was, was a party. And But, like, you know what I don't like going to is nightclubs. (laughs) You want a nightclub? Hell no. Okay, so we don't like going to nightclubs. Yeah, now imagine old, they took the away way. all the booze and cranked the lights up to a billion. Yeah. And that's what it's like. You're shoulder <laughs> to shoulder, armpit to armpit with everyone. There's hmm. no drinks. I mean, we're old, Michael, but I never liked going to nightclubs. Like, the true nightclub scene. That just, oh, no, I liked them in my early 20s. I'm more of a pub Which sucks, because I love drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but I I remember, like, yeah, what, I think it was 2005 I went and... This was before they decided to turn on the air conditioning in those exhibit <laughs> halls. So it was oh, like, God. it was fucking midsummer, fucking sweltering, yeah. uh, just smelling everyone's asshole. It was so fucking nasty. I like, thought that was weird that you were crawling around smelling people's assholes, though. I was like, Michael, that up was here. Weird, up but, here, look me in the but eye. No, it was just like, you know, walking through this huge crowd of people, and it's just like, oh man, you assholes have the worst diets. <laughs> I can smell everything like you wall. ate for the past week. Uh-huh. It's exuding from your pores. I love telling that story. Like um, one of our one of our friends, uh, her sister is. They're not they're not allowed to have booth babes anymore, right? But they're whatever. They still hire right, yeah. models mm-hmm. to go to booths and fucking GameStop rubes and influencers like just get pictures with random models they've never heard of. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we go up to her and like, "How's your day?" And she's like. You should smell my shoulder. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh my god! And it's like every armpit that has been pressed up against her is some oh. fucking <laughs> some, some fucking slob has put their arm around her, yeah. forced yeah. their armpit into her shoulder. <sighs> oh, it's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Know. Do you think people get more or less uh, funky at at a porn convention? Because I, I feel like it I, takes all. Isn't kinds. that in the middle of the winter though in Vegas? So you yeah. have a lot less chance. True. I, I also think if you've seen those people, they're, like uh, they're getting rid of all the hair, and you can't catch a lot of sweat and grime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
those areas. <laughs> Seriously, you'll smell much better if you remove the hair, and it's very hard for people like me. Yeah, the sweat just sort of drips freely out of your pant legs. Nobody will notice. It's like the Shawshank Redemption. That's <laughs> yeah, like, yes, I'm Andy Dufraining E3 sweat out of my pants. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, goodness. <laughs> what else is happening, Matt? Fuck you guys for making me transition out of that. In uh, other Sony news, so Sony released an update for PS4, which allows you to stream your games now to mobile what? devices. Have you guys tried yes, this? Right yes, I have. recorded last week? Because I... What the fuck? It works pretty well. Yeah, I saw a friend of mine in the office was, was using it for Destiny, which he was he was saying, though, it's... You can't, like, get through the raid in Destiny using that mm, stuff, but it's yeah, really no. good for, like, collecting all your missions and stuff from the tower. I mean, I tried playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey on it, and it it runs smoothly. It's just that, like, yeah, touch pads aren't... The touch controls aren't ideal for this. For you. Have you uh-huh. ever seen a kid play Fortnite on their fucking touch... On phones and I, stuff? I have heard things that, like, yeah, they can play touch... Or, or Fortnite with touch controls much more proficiently than, like, I could with a controller. Yeah. 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 On 302010 this week, we uh, the dumbest milestone we talked about is the 10th anniversary of Mega Man 2 on iOS, where I <laughs> almost broke my iPhone in half. Like, this oh, is Jesus. the stupidest way to play video games ever! <laughs> <laughs> I'll never do this! And I, I really haven't since. And I just find it bizarre that Sony allowed this to happen, has a Bluetooth controller, and didn't make it compatible. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> And that's the thing, you still have to have an MFI controller, which are not as fully featured as a DualShock. I don't know, like, it's it's cool to me that Sony, it seems like they might be using the same tech that was originally for streaming games to your Vita, like, maybe... Maybe they're just repurposing is, yeah. some of that technology. I, I think it's just sort of saying, like, eh, let's put it on a platform that has a future. That everyone everyone has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, for me, it's it's a nice selling point for the PS4. Not that the PS4 needs a selling point this late into its life cycle, but mm. okay. Wait, I got so excited when this, this happened, and I tried it out, and, like, it kind of worked. And then I realized, like, the only situation I need this in is in airports where this will never work. <laughs> right. I was going to ask, like, never, what, ever what does your connection need to be like? I'm assuming you kind of need to be on your home Wi-Fi. Right. My home Wi-Fi is set up to do this kind of shit, but like, yeah, almost anywhere else portably, I'd want access to these games. I don't want to do it on my phone. I don't want to do it at a controller, which I'm sure they'll find a solution for, but like, yeah, I'll probably be in an airport, in a shitty coffee shop, or my parents' house, worst of all. Hmm. Worst Wi-Fi of all time. <laughs> Even when I fix it, they find a way to break it. Yeah, I think this is more intended for if you're at your home in another room, or, God forbid, Maybe. on the shitter. But you I can mean- play your schluters on the shitter, Mike. <sighs> Shooter schluters! Schluters on the schlitter, please. <laughs> Um, I, I think Chris beat me to it, but um, I did play it at my office, which has great Wi-Fi, and uh, mm-hmm. that that worked really well. So it's it's not it doesn't require a local connection. You can do it remotely. Cool. Yeah, which is insane. Mm-hmm. It, it's a step towards the future. And again, like the only thing keeping us from this is uh, America's monopoly on uh, ISPs. Yeah, well, maybe you know, maybe if uh, you know phones move to five G, uh, we'll yeah, be able to do right. that. But you know, all the QAnon types are like, no. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> what they are <laughs> apparently. Huh. What does QAnon have against progress? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Speaking never of mind. streaming tech in our future, uh, Jade Raymond, who was formerly, most recently of. EA, and before that, Ubisoft. She has joined Google as a VP now, ahead of 
Google has a pretty big GDC announcement that they're teasing. Uh, there was a teaser trailer they released. A lot of people are speculating this could be related to what's known as Project Yeti uh, at Google. Um, and then some controller concepts were leaked. I don't know how they got out there. Um, let's just say Twitter wasn't too kind to those controller concepts. <laughs> I'm reserving judgment till I hold the controller. Well, it, looked, it looked like an it looked like a Yeti bit off every angle of the controller <laughs> <laughs> to make it as unergonomic as possible. Yeah. Um, so Jade's not the only kind of big gaming exec to join. This is after former PlayStation and Xbox boss Phil Harrison uh, joined Google as a VP back oh, wow. in January of 2018. So yeah, up, um, I don't know what this announcement's going to be, but they. Google, it seems, is taking gaming seriously. This follows their partnership with Ubisoft last year to do the AC Odyssey over Project Stream. Mm -hmm. Um, So this could be related to that. This is the real streaming technology because Google is actually, unlike Sony, and it's not a slam on Sony, Google is um, investing in wireless futures, things like Google Fi and Fiber. So that's why that's super important. Google needs this kind of technology Mm -hmm. to push fiber in the next if you and if you didn't know uh i know it, there's not fiber doesn't exist in a lot of cities right no so google had all these promises that they're going to build all this fiber and then they stopped but what they did is they quietly bought a company called WebPass that was sort of like the big progenitor of people who are going to lay fiber mostly in, in the bay area but possibly throughout the country but they quietly bought them and this is exactly what you need to get people you want to know why you want what they really want what? They want you to pay a hundred dollars a month for just internet. Hmm. I feel like I do that already. Yeah, that's... I think. Well, I think if you could stream your games from anywhere in your town, hmm, I, don't, I don't, do, don't know. Doesn't Google also have some um, irons in the fire of the five G thing as well? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So I mean, they're, like they're they're they're, they're super forward facing in that yeah. area. Whereas game companies have kind of actually, I think Microsoft sort of wanted to get in the fiber game too, but. Uh, but yeah, that's why I think all this stuff, we're about to see something that could be like industry breaking from yeah. Google. It's, it's definitely going to be industry changing. Um, another company that is, is rumored to be working with Google on this was Sega. So it looks like, you know, they, they worked with Ubisoft on, on the beta program. So maybe we can say, ah, maybe, maybe Ubisoft would be publishing games on whatever this Google thing is. And now maybe Sega. I don't know. Um, speaking of Sega, Sega, has pulled a game from sale in Japan after the voice actor tested positive for cocaine. Oh my god, did Japan discover cancel culture? Oh. Are you well, are you guys familiar with Japan's kind of laws on, on illicit yeah. drug use? Fucked like, up, man, because yeah. of this story. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm also like remembering, do you remember there was that uh, Studio Ghibli animated uh, music video and uh, that was part of like a... An, Ghibli collection that was published in Japan and uh, like one of the members of that band got caught uh, holding marijuana and it was such a huge scandal that like yeah. they they recalled that collection they they pulled it from shelves and was like you can't wow. get that that's, anymore because the Chage and Asuka video that's what's happening on here. your mark yeah. yeah so that's what's happening here there's uh, it's a game called Judgment which is a spin-off of the Yakuza series which everyone's fucking looking forward to who likes Yakuza for yeah. good reason yeah so the voice actor Pierre Taki plays one of the Yakuza in this game uh, and he admitted he said he admitted to using a, a small bit of cocaine 
Um, and now <laughs> Sega, but this is, I mean, like, no, you're a Yakuza. You, you smoke all the, the, the meth. <laughs> That's what you're allowed to use. So Sega, not only they have, they have halted sales of this game. Mm-hmm. They pulled it off shelves, stopped digitally selling it. They apologized on their Twitter for any disruption this could have caused. Like they take this shit seriously. It's crazy. It is really nuts because, like, having gone to Japan a couple times with a couple of people who are always like, what if we bring some weed here? And then we, like, look at the laws, like, holy shit. Like, mm-hmm. Japan does not no, fuck around with drugs at all. Even when you look into the actual Yakuza, like, they don't delve into drugs a lot. Yeah. It's just something the culture doesn't do and takes very seriously. When they do, it tends to be ice, which is, you know, ice. Yeah. Is that still a thing? I, mean, it, it, I think it's just another <laughs> word for meth, right? Oh, is it? Like someone sent me a fucking shirt that said Disney on ice, and it's like just Mickey with his hand down Goofy's pants with a big black pipe. Oh, God. What the fuck is ice? Speaking of Disney, Chris, this actor actually voices Olaf in the upcoming Frozen 2 and in Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, wow. And Disney already came out and confirmed they are in the process of replacing all of his voice acting work in the upcoming movie. No. That's awful. Yeah. That poor guy, because Coke is awesome. Yeah, and, Sorry. you know, it's, it, there's a snow connection there. I mean, come on. Oh. <laughs> uh, take it from the informer, Michael Ropares. <laughs> I'm just going to have to cut that scene where Olaf snorts a mountain of himself. <laughs> Apropos of nothing but uh, 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 that Frozen reference, uh, I just got to the part in Kingdom Hearts where you see Let It Go. And I remember the reviewer saying, like, it's just a clip from the movie. And, like, take it from someone who drunkenly spent many nights crying over the sequence of Let It Go. It's not. It's made in the game. <laughs> and they, in Sora, Donald, and Goofy are seeing the song from different perspectives. It's one of the most moving things I've they, ever they seen. They backed the really? future to it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Like, because they, they get to see her glove fly, fly off uh, from beneath Elsa instead of. Uh, above her where the hmm. audience from the movie saw it and I couldn't even tell because like the movie Frozen looks much better than the cutscenes in Kingdom Hearts but they they pulled out all the stops for that scene it looks really good yeah. I'm sorry I'm still floored by it I had to say it somewhere I apologize yeah, and I, mean, I just saw the Frozen 2 trailer which looks dire and weird and I can't wait to see I it. mean one of the reasons I put the story in here was that Frozen connection um, but yeah Sega pulling sales so you guys are going to have to indulge me a bit this is a segue that I promise you will be a segue you may recall Sega published a game called Aliens Colonial Marines. Do you remember the developer of that game? Everyone remembers the developer of that game. Which I, was... I, I played it at their studio. <laughs> it was Gearbox. It Gearbox Software. Totally different when what they released. <laughs> so Gearbox Software has teased an announcement coming up for PAX East that pretty much is just Borderlands 3. Everyone knows it's Borderlands 3. Come on, give me a fucking break. Uh, it is a futuristic-looking road sign that in the upper corner says Exit three mm-hmm. uh it's borderlands it's borderlands three yeah well that's Probably. that's like i wanted i didn't know you had this on here i wanted to bring it up just because we talked about destroy all humans mm-hmm. which up until this news story i thought borderlands could have gone the route of something like destroy all humans something that burned real hot for a couple years huh. and then just faded away because they haven't made a new borderlands anything in, in half a decade it's, and even then yeah. it's the pre-sequel yeah what is not happen which is not bad, and it's not it's not actually uh, a pre sequel. It is it's a totally different game. Yep. But like well, the series interval. went totally dormant. Yeah. I guess 
the more recent thing they did like an HD update with the Handsome Jack collection, but even that was like four uh, years. That's ago something, something, I guess. But yeah. like, that's the kind of shit. Like, you can't disappear for five years if you're a, pop, a mega popular franchise. When I first started going to PAX, the Borderlands panel like ruled everything because it had just come <laughs> out, and people were there every year to go to, to see stuff about Borderlands. It was one of the biggest new things of like what is it, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, something like that. Yeah, I love Borderlands yeah. games. I. Dude, I want another one. 2 was 2012. Oh, wow. man. Well, I just, it feels like later because they had so much DLC. Like, that DLC was coming out until at least the end of 2013. Yeah. It's true. They, they update the game a lot. I'm not shitting on them at all. It's just, like, it just, too, uh, like, uh, Destroy All Humans reminded me of that. Like, yeah. um, you got to keep consistent if you want people to give a fuck about your franchise. Because, I like, I almost forgot about Borderlands until I was playing The Division today. I'm like, ah, that number flew out of that guy's head. <laughs> Speaking of aliens, it seems like XCOM's kind of like another uh, yeah. game and series in that vein where yeah, it, yeah, it was super hot, and then now you you don't really. Well, they had it's that big twice. They had War of the Chosen. <laughs> yeah, they had War of the Chosen, which was uh, what just last year. Was that mm, last year or the year before? Yeah. I forget. Yeah, anyway. the fact that we're speculating about it means it might not have made an impact. There you go. <laughs> True. Well, we'll I sp- just started playing it recently. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of series that have always been consistent but are hearkening back to other entries, uh, this is another news item custom tailored for Chris Antista. Ah, yes. Uh, DuckTales cartoon. Uh, oh! They <laughs> gave lyrics to the moon theme from the original DuckTales NES game. And they turned That's it into a lovely lullaby which goes a little something like this. Look to the stars, my darling baby boys. Life is strange and vast Filled with wonders and joys Face each new sun With eyes clear and true Unafraid of the unknown Because I'll face it always you okay. Isn't that Huey and Dewey and Louie's mom? It's the mom Della Duck. Yeah. Della or Dumbella Duck. And I haven't seen this episode yet, but uh, I love the story of Della Duck because this is sort of the first time she's talked in 80 years. Yeah. She's stranded on the moon. She's she's stranded on the moon, which is fucking crazy canon as established in the 80s or no, the 90s. Right. Uh, right. Like, because Donald Duck says in a 1940s cartoon that his family comes from, uh, he comes from a great family of aviators. And he mentions all the siblings who are also aviators. This is crazy attention to detail. Yeah. Well, you you want wow. it to get crazier, Chris? This isn't the first time they've referenced the moon theme. So back in season one, in the final episode, there's a, there's a shot where the camera pans up to the moon, and then it transitions to being a perspective of the moon looking back at Earth, and you see a wrecked spaceship in the following plays. Nice, isn't that awesome? Like just this little it's so crazy because it just it means somebody at the company that made the game for Capcom is getting paid. No, actually, the <laughs> the guys who wrote that song it's Mark Mueller, John Smith, and Jake Kaufman. They arranged all the music for the 2013 Ducktales remaster. Yeah, so, huh. yeah, they're working on this. I don't know. I just think it's really, really yeah, cool. Somebody wrote really that neat. for the 89 video game is what I'm saying, and they ha- they've never they've barely been credited. Uh, that would be Capcom music maker Hiroshige Tonomura. Chris. Uh, so maybe. he gets credit here. Absolutely. Maybe. And here's the weird thing, by the way, if you want to get real deep on DuckTales, 
they never went to the moon in the the show. <laughs> no, nope, as far as I know, no, they went on an alien spaceship that they thought was a a, a dumb actor thought he was uh, a space actor thought he was a real astronaut fired off a real spaceship and you met real aliens and those are the aliens in the level, but they never went to the moon. So mm-hmm. like I do like this because. Um, one of the things I love about Scrooge McDuck, everything that surrounds him, is that like it's one of the few things that Disney will just allow canon to compound from different mediums. But they take a ton mm. of shit from Carl Barks. But the idea oh, that like yes. they take the original show and the famed uh, Duck Erotica game, cartoonist Carl Barks continue Sorry. <laughs> uh, very seriously and like consider that part of what makes people's memories for this thing uh, so fond in the incorporating of the show. That's that's like the coolest thing ever. I don't know that we've had much of that even. We talked about it in a laser time recently that uh, the stupid Pitfall sequel took cues from Saturday Supercade, the uh, ABC Saturday morning yeah. cartoon about mm-hmm. Pitfall. But other than that, most of the time, <laughs> video game canon gets thrown out immediately. I see it more and more, though, with like a lot of Cartoon Network shows. Like Steven Universe has a lot of video game references. And so right. as the creators of these shows and these showrunners, they're people our age or a little bit younger that grew up with video you games. See what I'm it's, not, it's not just a reference. It's, it's canonizing your your video games yeah that's, that's true that's nuts that's insane yeah yeah that, that's what we all wished star wars would have done before they hit the big reset button we're coming up on the 10 year anniversary of tron legacy which threw out everything the video games had done which were the only thing that moved the tron story forward yeah. including the word tron legacy tron right. 2.0 right. was so great yeah, yeah really fun yeah I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Paget Brewster. She's awesome. Yeah, Paget yes. Brewster is the voice oh, yeah. of Della she's, Duck. She's the one singing that song. <laughs> it's it's Donald's possibly twin sister. They've never settled that, um, but it looks like she's been stranded in space. That's been the story for the last eighty years. She's been gone on, on the aviation mission. It's very very strange. Why didn't Scrooge rescue her when he went to the moon? No money in it, man. There's yeah. no profit to be had. I guess so. So the the aliens that do do I remember like him swimming toward a dollar bill in space and then an alien grabs it and laughs and flies away. Yes, that's yeah, yeah but that's the intro. Yeah, it's a show. Uh, the episode is I wrote about it on, the, on my old cartoon blog. It's from like the seventh episode, but um, yeah, they encounter aliens in space, just not on the moon. Mm. All right, of course. Of course. Anyway, that is all the news that is fit to play. Oh, wow. All right. Well, that leads us into the community segment, which, as always, is what? Segmenting the community. Thank you. Uh, Last week's question of the week was, if you could reboot any series, what would it be? Um, Lucas, you weren't here last week. Uh, If I ask you that question, do you have an answer? (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh... Zombies ate my neighbors. But oh, nice. good answer! Nice. Not the only person answered that. We had we had a tweet reply saying the same. Oh, thing. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Well, and Lucas, I don't know. I thought about you the other day because uh, the Dust Force soundtrack came on my playlist. I remember being Ooh. playing Dust Force with you a lot, and I was Dude, that I know, was good times. I've been thinking about revisiting that game actually because uh, there are idea. many hardcore platformers nowadays, but <laughs> Dust Force was special. Schlatformers, as we call them. Schlatformers, please. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It's spreading. It is spreading. (laughs) (laughs) It's what all the kids are doing, Luke. It's just, you know, give in to the void, my friend. Zombies ain't my neighbors. It's a good answer. Well, the first one to respond to the question on VigiGameApocalypse.com was Laser Time Rules. 
Who says, the franchise I'd love to reboot is Contra. We haven't had a real game since the late aughts. Sorry, Hardcore Uprising doesn't cut it. And a revival is in dire need. But Konami being Konami, I know it'll never happen. We can't even get the original Contra on any digital service. I'd reboot it by making it similar to Cuphead, but maybe not as hard. Mm. Contra 4, by the way, excellent. So good. (laughs) Ah, yes. Cuphead kind of like hit hit all those points about Contra that mm-hmm. it did. Yeah. and it was it was so fucked up and it made it all so much more tolerable than Hardcore Uprising by putting <laughs> cute bouncy shit like as a veneer to <laughs> merciless gameplay. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wonder which which do you think is more difficult, original Contra or Cuphead though? Cuphead, Cuphead, you Cuphead think? no question. <laughs> yes, Cuphead yeah. really? in shorter spurts though, even with the parrying. Because that saved my butt so many times. Whereas I don't know. The, the parry never works for me consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially when you're trying to power yourself up and hitting a pink thing. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I missed slightly and this thing killed me. Especially when you're colorblind and can't see the fucking pink thing oh, on the screen. Yeah, oh, that'd no. make a difference. That's no good. Yeah. That is no good. I got the cunning linguist. Let me scroll down. Uh, I'd reboot the Dino Crisis series uh, with the advancements the RE franchise made in the recent resurgence of the Dino Love via Jurassic World. It would be a match made in heaven or hell. Just imagine uh, an RE4 or RE7 style game with fucking dinos after your ass. Uh, Would be more thrilling and spookier than those shitty Jurassic World movies. I don't have a problem with the first Jurassic World. Yeah. Uh, here, here's the thing, the weird thing. I was talking about this with somebody the other day, and I'm sorry for elongating the show and being boring. Um, because dinosaurs are public domain, there's, they're in so many bad games. Mm. And people like us assume, like, if you put dinosaurs in something, it'll be awesome. Like, search dinosaurs on Steam. And that means there's <laughs> a, an audience of millions who've been burned on $1 uh, shovelware a thousand times. So that's, it's, it's why we can't have cool, a cool dinosaur game. Because it's 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 free for everyone to do. The time is right for Billy and the Clonosaurus. Billy and the Clonosaurus. <laughs> what were you thinking? Oh, I shouldn't do a. Poo Did you guys poison. see the uh, the news story this week that scientists say they can clone dinosaurs uh-huh. at this point? And did you see Whoa. Jeff Goldblum's tweet? Uh, did he say? I know. I, here, I can quote it. I can quote it from memory. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> yes, that was a tweet. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh man, it's like he's in the room. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, did yeah, the Jurassic yeah, Park uh-huh. tweet. He uh-huh. he did the uh uh-huh. the scientists were so worried about whether they could, they didn't think about whether or not they should. Or as Pat Oswald said, science were all about coulda, not shoulda. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, the Penguin 55 says, A Dead Space reboot would be great. No matter how you feel about Dead Space 3, it definitely salted the earth for the series. While I would love to see a developer try to write their way out of the Dead Space 3 ending, a reboot is probably the better way to go. But between EA being what they are these days and Visceral being dissolved, I don't have much faith in that ever happening. What was the Dead Space uh, Dead Space Three ending? If anyone knows and doesn't care about spoiling it, his wife was alive. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. They find out space was dead all along. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I'd, I'd settle for a, a, a remake of that on PS4, Xbox One. Honestly, 
Yeah, like the idea that like like EA doesn't do that very often, other than like with Burnout Paradise. But why isn't there a Dead Space trilogy I can get on new platforms? Good question. It shouldn't be that difficult. And like I, I fucking shell out thirty bucks for that at least. Maybe because be uh, online play sure. was so integral to the third one. <laughs> was it? I mean, yeah, it's a co-op game, so. Whatever, dude. Just give me Dante's Inferno first. Fuck you guys. Really? <laughs> no, not really. Not Dive at all. into those trials of St. Lucia. I'd like to see you try. <laughs> uh, uh, Weekend Warrior says, The game I want to see rebooted is Def Jam Fight for New York. It I remains to, uh, to be back. one of the greatest fighting games of all time, and with the overabundance of rappers that need to be on the receiving end of a pile driver, <laughs> now is the time to cash in. Bonus round is just beat the shit out of R. Kelly. I was just about to say, does R. Kelly count as a rapper? Because <laughs> No, no, no. He's more... Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> now I'm trapped in the closet. Like, like, do we actually like his music? Are all of us 50-year-old black ladies? I don't think so. Throw him into the fucking volcano. It's not that we like his music. It's just that uh, Trapped in the Closet became an enthralling story over time. It was a midget. <laughs> All right, thank, yes, well, that's, that's thing. That. It happened. It's a it's a naughty word. I know. Mm. He said it. Yeah, he, he said it. it. I'm just singing a song here, people. You're just hearing me with my windows rolled up. <laughs> <laughs> At mighty number B on Twitter says, uh, "I want Dead Space to be rebooted in the style of Resident Evil Seven, FPS space horror with a scarce amount of ammo and a regeneration necromorph chasing you." Yeah, he, he adds that necromorph spin space. there at the end. That's uh, that makes it terrifying. I wanna, In a G string. I want to hear a necromorph say, oh, "Are you are you paying attention, boy? You about to see something wonderful?" And then like blow its bone <laughs> brains out. <laughs> Didn't know where you're going with that one. Now it's yeah, the, the the dead. Yeah, the, 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 Jack like puts your gun in his yeah. mouth and yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, ZQ Adams TX Texas maybe says three words: joust. Battle Royale. Dude, uh, Joust is one of my favorite Jeez. games ever. This is a fantastic idea. Yeah. <laughs> this could be fucking chaos. I know <laughs> the thing is, it would be chaos until you get down to like 10 people. Uh, they're, they're, like, shit. Michael, you went to Brewcade with us a couple times, didn't you? Uh, yeah. What's the, there's the Killer Bee, the Queen Bee? That's, What's I was going to say, Killer Queen. Killer Queen sort the of already queen. has this, where that's well, yeah, one of the three factions you're playing at. Mm. It's basically Joust. It does, but it's not like, it's, it, well, it's what, like 8 to, to 12 multiplayer, but like, this could be fucking nuts. Joust is, Joust could be such a hard game to, to do with more than a dozen people on screen. Holy shit, would that be funny? When is that game coming to <laughs> Switch, by the way? They announced Killer Queen was coming to Switch, but haven't mm. seen it yet. I played it. Played it at PAX Prime. It was good. I mean, it was really. There's good. never been a better time since the overrated movie with that that name in it uh, just won a bunch of awards. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called me pretentious for slamming uh, for slamming Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like, it not having bad taste isn't pretentious. How is <laughs> that <laughs> pretentious? If anything, it's bandwagoning. Everyone hates that movie. I wasn't bandwagoning. I watched it like, oh, I can't wait to watch this. I love Mr. Robot, and like, yeah. oh. This is terrible in every in every second in every way, and the only reason it's worth watching is because there's Queen songs in it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we had a bunch of Oscar shows to discuss this. I feel like Wayne's World might be a better Queen movie, hmm. <laughs> or Flash Gordon. Watch, or watch yes, those. there you go. Baby Driver is an amazing Queen movie. That's, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yes, watch any of those three movies instead. How's mm-hmm. that? 
I, I said it on the show, and uh, Diana thought I was fucking around. Like, uh, what about Freddie Mercury singing Fried Chicken? Because I couldn't figure, remember the name of One Vision. Because remember when Lost in the Dam came out, and, and like it only added like five new songs to the soundtrack? Uh, and it was like the Wet Hot American Summer song and a new song by Queen. And I'd never oh. heard the song One Vision before. And the last lyric is Freddie Mercury screaming fried chicken. And, uh, <laughs> okay. It's a great song. Wow. Seriously, like, listen to One Vision. It's awesome. I love Queen, but I don't recall that at all. Mm. All right. It's an underrated gem. <laughs> From the official LaserTime Facebook community, Mike Eaton says, I'd like to see 007 get a reboot. Now that we live in a time in which video game developers have figured out how to make stealth fun, uh, i.e. Batman, Metal Gear Solid Five, Hitman, it feels like the perfect time to have another go at a Bond title. I'd love to see it done Hitman style, where you infiltrate a large but contained map and have multiple avenues. Fair enough, Mike. Hmm. I, I'm more terrified of like an actual Bond reboot where he's like a fucking Redditor. <laughs> <laughs> I followed this girl to her house. Somebody post a picture. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Dan Troffman says, I'd love to see... This is a good... This is perfect, Dan. Mm, yeah. Uh, I'd love to see a Spy Hunter reboot. The original arcade game was my absolute favorite as a child, even though I never got past the second stage. The PS2 era reboot was amazing for the time. It focused on speed and precise shooting to open up paths and eliminate enemies uh, that made it almost a puzzle game. On today's hardware, I can only imagine where they could take the uh, concept with bigger branching paths and different ways to complete stages. A new Spy Hunter could be uh, a high-octane high octane thrill ride that stays true to the arcade roots, but with a modern design. That that's that's mm. that Spy Hunter reboot is one of the best reboots ever. Yeah, wasn't it that supposed to be tied into like the movie starring the Rock? No. And then it well, never... that was that came later. The the no, re... but it, originally that movie was in no, development a really long time. Thing. It was supposed to be the same, right? Yeah, but well, no. The, first, there was the PS2 reboot, and then okay. years later, Why? there the, the the Rock movie started development, and it was shelved forever. I was gonna, right. I was about to yell, "Release the Rock movie, you cowards!" <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was shelved forever, but the game came out. It was like Spy Hunter: Nowhere to Run, ah, with, okay. starring the Rock. So it's, uh, and I think we we did it in like games based on movies based. Based on games, which was forever ago. Mm. Uh, well, on thirty twenty ten this week, it's Michael. It's the tenth anniversary of Vin Diesel's The Wheelman. Ah, yes. Which was <laughs> which almost has the exact same trajectory. Whereas, like, it was it's a reverse trajectory because the game was supposed to be this multimedia juggernaut that uh -huh. went would make films out of it and all this, and nothing went anywhere. But the game's not bad. No, it's it's good. I mean, mm -hmm. well, it's okay. It's 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 <laughs> uh, other than it, its refusal to kill policemen. I can hit a policeman at 160 miles an hour, knock him to the air, and his legs straighten out, and he falls to the ground like Poochie in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is one of like three games that lets you jump between cars during high speed chases. So that's True. pretty cool. You got that sleeping yeah. dogs mm -hmm. and pursuit force. And Pursuit Force wow, 2. Wow! Pursuit Force! Yeah, remember Pursuit Force? That's like the, I do. the one PSP game that I loved. Mm -hmm. I loved it so much. No love for Chili Con Carnage, I see. Uh, I mean, it was all right. <laughs> the deep cuts, I love it. Yeah, Chili Con Carnage was great for that that scene where you like ride a missile and then it's like three hours later and you're still like sitting on the missile like shivering because you're in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> 
Vincent Goodwin says Donkey Kong Jr. absolutely needs a reboot a la Donkey Kong 94. Hell yeah. Start with the four levels of the original and then go into a hundred levels of compact platforming action. And then add a level editor for Donkey Kong Jr. Maker. Can you imagine Mario as a villain now? Oh, I love it. It's a me! I'm a terrible! <laughs> they would just use Wario. Probably. You're probably right. Or Waluigi. I, I love this this anecdote. We talked earlier about the Call of Duty convention. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I went to the yes. Call of Duty convention. I covered it. I'm backstage. I'm interviewing Nick Swartzen and Will Arnett and watching Kanye West. Um, and I left that convention by myself in a cab playing Donkey Kong Jr. on my 3DS. Uh, that, <laughs> that, that's... I, there was just a weird, sad irony to the idea. I'm at this lavish thing on this new big fucking war game, and all I can think about is like, I gotta beat this Donkey Kong Junior. <laughs> that is surreal. Like, I gotta beat this Donkey Kong Junior. High score. Uh, and and and, but Donkey Kong '94 is literally in my top ten of favorite games of all time. It's fucking great. And wow. Nintendo should take one more stab at a, like a legit Donkey Kong game. Uh, well, Mike Miley uh, brings up a series dear, near and dear to my heart and says, I would love to see Clock Tower get brought back. Yes, please. In many ways, the original games on SNES and PlayStation feel ahead of their time for that era, and a new Clock Tower would be right at home today. Sure. I I concur. Yes. They, they really went for it with uh, Clock Tower 3, right? Like, they, they pushed it pretty far i didn't put it well that that was notable because it had cutscenes that were directed by kinji fukasaku who directed battle royale the original japanese movie uh and like the the one that made all the headlines was the very first uh serial killer that's stalking you is like this huge dude in like an executioner's hood with a sledgehammer who kills a little girl in front of you and, yeah, the, I remember the sensationalist press picked it up. It's like, this game lets you kill a little girl. Like, no, 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 no. You see a child die in front of you, and then you have to run from this terrifying ogre who's, like, after you th- this whole thing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I remember that game is, like, yeah, it started out super strong, and then the serial killers got, like, increasingly stupid and wacky as you went through. <laughs> so, like... So that that first guy with the hammer, all right, he's fucking scary. Second guy is like a dude in a gas mask and a leather apron who chases you around with like a, a weed sprayer that uh, shoots acid. Like, okay, that's still pretty scary. Oh, so he's an Apex Legends character, kind of. But he's, yeah, it's like a shower head. Like he uses this to dissolve his victims. Um, shower head. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like a shower head. It, it sprays acid. Uh, the third character is just like this Marilyn Manson lookalike who walks around like you know he's like pale and shirtless and he has like an axe like like sure. a hatchet sure and not not really <laughs> scary but still kind of scary but then like the fourth one are like scissor man and scissor woman and they're like these like fucking pancake makeup uh raver harlequins who wander around with like these scissor shaped swords and they say like snippity snap and like it's just like being chased by the joker i'm not afraid or fucking mickey rooney yeah snippity snap yeah so that's my two cents on clock tower three and we want this. We want this rebooted. Are we sure we want this? I, I'd like to see a more modern reboot. Sure. Snippity snap. I mean, the last one came out in like the early two thousands. So sure. 
All right, so new question of the week. What is your favorite landmark or monument that you've seen represented in a video game? Uh, give us an example. I'll give you an example. Accra Cathedral in the first Assassin's Creed is uh, a gigantic fucking landmark in the middle of a beautifully realized medieval city. And it's enormous. It has elaborate stonework. And it's one of the tallest things that you can climb. So when you get up there and do your sinking and swan dive off of it, do a leap of faith, it's a really meaningful thing. And it takes a while to reach the ground. It's really cool. Conveniently place handholds so you can make it all the way up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, especially in the first Assassin's Creed, like there was a, a puzzle aspect to trying try and figure out like the optimal way to the top. Like, okay, is this path going to lead me to the right place? Yeah. No, there was okay, a lot more dead end. ends in early Assassin's yeah, yeah, games yeah. about climbing this mm-hmm. stuff. And then by the later ones, it's kind of like ah, just kind of wherever you want to go. We'll we'll give you we'll give you a little help. You'll <laughs> mm-hmm. occasionally get stuck. That is but, right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so being a, a SoCal transplant. <clears throat> I always love seeing either L.A. or San Francisco in games. Um, I'm going to go back to an L.A. though I never really saw, which I loved the old Los Angeles and L.A. noir and all of the landmarks and things they showed in there, especially things like Angel's Flight and all that stuff, like stuff that... uh, The set set of D.W. Griffith's Intolerance, uh, I believe 20 uh, years after the movie was shot. Yeah, 20 years after, I think that 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 set crumbled into dust yeah. which they then recreated outside the Kodak theater mm-hmm. as a mall that I think uh, yeah, we stayed next to crazy. it yeah to to see to see the the cable cars in LA like the, the or the street cars I should say like you know long you know I'd live there long after all that stuff was gone so to me that sort of felt like playing through I mean LA Nard did harken back a lot to LA confidential for me like that oh, movie yeah. um, it was 100% inspired yeah by that. and so I I just loved that and then of course now being from San Francisco uh, anytime San Francisco is represented in the game starting with cruising San Francisco um, going <laughs> All the way to games like, uh, well, Watch Dogs 2 had a great San Francisco. And so for me, uh, seeing either of those cities is always a delight. Uh, I'm going to push my glasses up on the bridge of my nose here and say maybe you're thinking of San Francisco Rush. That's exactly Yes, it. which yeah. is a much better game than any cruising game. Yes. <laughs> What was it? What was it? Rush Rush 2049? Yes. Oh, God. I can't remember which one of those I played first. It promised us flying cars. We'll have them by then. (laughs) (laughs) If if we make it. We just got to make it to 2049. Don't worry. We won't. That's my memory. Uh, Like on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, an episode from 1994, they did a whole segment. It's the flying car. Rumor has it. Michael Jackson has already bought three. (laughs) I think you should <laughs> donate them to charity. Did you ever see like the real like the flying cars they have developed? They basically are like those rocket packs, just like oh, like some super unwieldy drone or something that that gets like like a, a quarter of a foot to the gallon. Yeah, <laughs> they're basically just like yeah, giant drones with a cockpit. Yeah, pretty much. They look real yeah, safe. I'd rather have an aqua car. Mm. Oh man, I'd love to have an aqua car. Um, well, okay. My favorite landmark or monument, I, I was trying to look this up on the fly. I don't, I couldn't do it, but I was from, I, I get reminded of that because I spent, I, I spent the last 13 years of my life in San Francisco and I'm walking in a movie theater and I see that terrible Sonic standee with his legs and he's zipping around, <laughs> uh, he's zipping around the fucking Golden Gate Golden Bridge Gate. and up to mm-hmm. uh, Coit Tower. And I'm like, oh, I forgot how. It, like when I was living there, it just like rolled off my back how many movies 
in uh, games were set in San Francisco. The idea that Godzilla leveled San Francisco in the last yeah. film he was it's, in. It's usually oh, yeah. getting destroyed. San Francisco gets destroyed and shit a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's hacked to destroy New York buildings or insensitive, depending on how you look at it. Uh, but um, everybody incorporates the Golden Gate Bridge and or like I don't know, like a a cable car. But I remember I was a little kid in Florida playing, I think, Tony Hawk 4. And there was this stupid fucking sculpture that seemed built for grinding. I'm like, that looks ridiculous. (laughs) And then I move out to San Francisco and like, it's a real thing. That big gray box, dumbass sculpture of water leaking out of square pipes. Square pipes like the size of your body. It's a real thing. I thought, like, it looks so perfectly built for Tony Hawk. It's been in two games. Is that on the Embarcadero? Where is yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, right on the, right, right on a market in Embarcadero. Right across from the ferry building. Right across from the ferry it building. Yeah. Has that, like, puddle. I used that, to pass by that thing yeah. every day. <laughs> it can never keep the water in the right place. Right. It always has a right. puddle. Because it's just any wind whatsoever that water's just blowing yeah. out of there. It it qualifies under under the terms of an art or sculpture by the loosest definition, but it really is. Like I can never believe that wasn't designed to be in Tony Hawk because it just it it looks so stupid and polygonal in the PS2. Like this can't be a real thing, and I was so shocked to find that it is, and it still stands. Oh, there's so many random sculptures right on that little. That stretch on Embarcadero has the, like the giant bow and arrow sculpture. Like there's a lot the of Steve shit. Martin for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone stands next to it like it's going into their head. Yes, of course. Well, speaking of the Golden Gate Bridge, I did love Watch Dogs 2's take on it. Again, Ubisoft employee, but uh, that is like the only time I've seen like a realistically proportioned Golden Gate Bridge that you can climb up and then jump off of. And because it's a video game, you're fine if you hit the water. I I take issue that they not only didn't include the Laser Time Studios, they Mm -hmm. eliminated like 16 blocks where it would have (laughs) been. Did they they do the new Bay Bridge in Watch Dogs 2? Like, you know how the Bay Bridge like has an entire Uh, new half? I'm not sure. New new is like... That you mentioned it. At this yeah. point. <laughs> it's not that and new. They won't have the the Salesforce building in there. <laughs> Dude, I thought about that. That sucks. It's that true. building is going to be a giant eyesore <laughs> for the rest. <laughs> it's like our version of London's gherkin. Yeah. It, it looks like a thorny a thorny dildo, like sticking up into the sky. <laughs> Fucking Salesforce building. Yeah. And then of course Lombard Street, right? Like the curves of yeah, Lombard of course, Street. Yeah. Of you got you got to get that. And every racing game ever has that. Which, uh-huh. by the way. <laughs> If you've been on that real street, it is not very wide. Like, like no, racing it, games treat it like you it's, can. It's actually to be avoided at all costs. Yeah. Well, because tourists, tourists <laughs> yeah, also line up to go down that thing. <laughs> Most locals like have a petition. Like this should be closed. It should immediately. Yeah, it should. The people who live there fucking hate it. Of course, because at any moment some car could just come crashing into your yeah, living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrifying. There, there's, there's people. There's like urban windows right next to like this oh. steep ass hill. Yeah. <laughs> And it's and it's just, it, it it is these tight curves like it's perfect for a Tony Hawk level like mm-hmm. you could totally like grind down like the little rails or whatever but uh, yeah racing games always make it seem huge like oh yeah you're just gonna like do this power slide it's like no dude you can't you can go like maybe two miles per hour down that fucking hill. yeah it's yeah, insane yeah. inch away yeah uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Matt you mentioned the Statue of Liberty uh, and having that as the opening level to the original Deus Ex was uh, so dang cool, both when I played it as a kid, 
uh, couldn't beat it, and then I played it as an adult, and yeah, it's like the, the post-apocalypse version of it, I guess, so Lady Liberty's head has been knocked clean off. Mm-hmm. By the monster from Cloverfield, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no, um, no, it was Ghostbusters 2, ah, where they make her come to life. Mm-hmm. With the with the NES controller. Mm-hmm. That's right. And they just leave her in Midtown Manhattan. It was the super. It was the the joystick NES controller. It was the NES Advantage. Advantage. Hello, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, just having like, it's so bizarre to think that the actual inside of the Statue of Liberty was like a a lobby mm-hmm. and an elevator. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But at the time, it seemed super. Also, the Statue of Happiness in GTA 4. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Which is the one where it's Hillary Clinton. That's the That's Statue the of GTA. Happiness, yeah. yeah. Holding up a coffee cup. Still have my <laughs> statue from the, the GTA 4 pre-hype. Same. So what is your favorite landmark from a video game? Let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 307. Or you can uh, hit us up at the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there that you can answer. Or uh, ping us on Twitter, at VG Apocalypse, and uh, let us know what you think. Um, anyway, that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Lucas, uh, obviously, GamesRadar.com, but where can people see your stuff? Is there anything you want to promote? LJ represent. <laughs> yes, LJ represent on Twitter. Uh, nothing I can think of at the moment. Uh, the, actually, this is kind of old at this point but if you've ever wanted to know more about the arcade game carnival where you shoot a bunch of evil clowns i did an oral uh, like an oral history of that oh wow um, at the end of last year uh so if you just google games radar carnival you'll find it and dang it that's one of the the my best works, so you should check that out. Even though it really probably did do. no traffic, <laughs> oh, it so was cool. uh, the stars aligned, and there were some hard conversations had. <laughs> as <we're sorry. laughs> I need six months to work on this. <laughs> I've got three days. Why are the uh, British gangsters running games right now? <laughs> And, uh, that's who our bosses were. Ask Lucas. I'm sure there's more than that ever. <laughs> Three days and we no feed comment. you to the pigs. No comment whatsoever. Yeah. Games Radar Editor-in-Chief Bricktop. <laughs> uh, I want this fucking Fortnite article on my, on my desk or I'll feed you the fucking pigs. Um, I got mad plugs, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, please. Let's hear uh, bonus time is a little late this week, but we are going to talk about Captain Marvel this week. Um, but uh, and I've teased some of 30 2010 this week. It's uh, a really fun episode involving not just the oldest hit maker in female history. That's not a good tease. Hmm. Uh, but the first <laughs> polygonal Pokemon. How about that? What was that? That was uh, 20 years ago. Suck it. Um <laughs> The first polygamous Pokemon, multi The first polygamous Pokemon, and it was Ash, because he, he fucked all those Pokemon. <laughs> uh, oh, no. And, uh, well, it, and, but I, what I really wanted to plug, uh, the thing we've been working ahead towards, uh, a couple of us were rocked by leaving Neverland, and we did a podcast about it. The Laser Time podcast 
is the kindest. We don't discuss the documentary in depth. Anyone can enjoy it. If you see it pop up in your feed, you don't have to worry about hearing any of that grotesque shit you might have read about. But however, as a companion piece on bonus time on patreon.com slash laser time, we, we go into an in-depth conversation about leaving Neverland and the things that it uh, did to us uh, about the things that were done to them. I, I, there's no good way to promote it, but it's like it's some I, I, I haven't wanted to talk about something this hard in a long time. But the uh, laser time is mostly based on the response to the Simpsons uh, pulling their Stark Raving Dad episode. Uh, so not a lot of heavy shit there. If you don't want to endure anything or in trigger warnings, then that's the show to listen to. But bonus time, if you want to be a patron, that's where we uh, really dig in and have one of the most uncomfortable conversations I've ever been a part of. And it's available for patrons at patreon.com slash laser time. In addition to a brand new episode of uh, uh, 302010's Listener Strike Back episode where people call us on our shit. And Michael and Matt joined us briefly for a little, a talk on, a little bit of a talk on fanboys. So that's all over there. And in addition to over 100 movie commentaries um, and some VGA bonuses, maybe more to come. Let's see. But support us at patreon.com slash laser time. It's how we all uh, make this happen for ourselves. And we do appreciate you guys very, very much. Again, thank you again, all the patrons. I'll shut up. All right. Matt, anything from you? Go to iTunes and please write a review. That always helps with, uh, you know, five stars only. Uh, that always helps get more people to kind of hear about the show. Tell a friend. Uh, and then if you want to follow me, I am on Twitter at Matty C. Allen. All right. Well, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. We're back to talk about what? Wait. Oh, man. Everyone's going to hate that.